Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Hi. Hi. Oh. How you doing? I'll see you at the Laughing Skull Thursday. Mm-hmm, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Atlanta. I really love it there. I'm going to I look forward to it. Um, today, well, we had, well, we had a cancellation. So, you know, that's always a fun thing because then Tom Martin gets to fill in and that's the best. Tom Martin. Every single time he comes in, we all get excited. It's so funny. I love it. I tell them. I go, way to cancel it. Not that Tom's only coming in when there's a cancellation, but sometimes he's planned. But other times if we have a cancellation, Tom will always come in. So uh, everybody gets excited, including me. Next week, Ian Carmel and Rob Galison. Um, I think that's it. There's not a lot. Robbie Kirkhoff was hanging out with us a little today. You know, I'm going to tell you already what happens at the end. It could be my favorite, one of my favorite things ever. Robbie Kirkhoff has a podcast. I'm not going to say the name of it because I'll say it wrong. I think his Hope is Still Alive because Hope is his grandmother's name. And uh, that's what his podcast is. It's talking to his grandmother. And it's it's just great. So he came by and he brought a little clip of his grandmother singing. And that's how we end the show. We love it so much we play it twice. And it is, it just makes me feel all warm inside. It really is great. It's so everything. So there's that. There's that. Um. All right, I think that's it. Well, there is one more thing. The book comes out Tuesday the 3rd. The Todd Glass situation, so that's that's exciting for me. <sighs> All right, here's today's show.
Um, I hope you enjoy it. Okay? All right. Aristotle, did you have fun? Todd, you know Tom Martin is one of my favorite guests. I always have fun when Tom Martin comes. Oh, so nice. So nice. All right. Roll in the jingle. Now entering Nerdist.com. A very funny guy, Todd Glass. If you fucking call me back this time, then don't call me ever again. Oh, is this the Todd Glass Show? The Todd Glass Show launches August 12th. Todd, hey, it's Zach. Buy my book. Listen, man, I really want to come on that as a podcast. I've got stuff to promote. Why did Zach say that? Todd Glass. Todd Glass. Ryan Regan. Again. Jerry Seinfeld by Todd's book. You want me to do a podcast? Just, I don't know. Let me know that. Do you want me to beg? Todd, it's man. How are you doing at home? This is going to be fun. Brace yourself, everybody. It's a family show. Hello? This is Larry Gore from From the beautiful La Cienega Strip. Hi, it's a black... Yeah, it's a real show. It's the Todd Glass Show. Oh, yeah. Slow fade. All righty. In, breathe in, breathe out. Breathe in, breathe out. <sighs> We're going to get what we call the business. I'm not going to call it the serious part of the show anymore. We're going get, to get, get rid of some business. Well, but we let could me, add a laugh track. Don't be rude, Tom. Don't start. You know you know the way I work. I, I misunderstood what you felt about a dumbbell. I forget. I haven't listened to every Tom, nobody likes a dumbbell. Oh. I talked to Jake about let, let's Let's not talk about that yet because I don't want to get... I don't want to get sidetracked. Wait, why? Well, I guess mainly because with a dumbbell, because you, you, you sometimes is, with all the patience in the world that you want to have, it's frustrating when you're trying to explain something to somebody and maybe they don't understand. So it tends to be a little bit problematic. Don't uh. you have compassion for a dumbbell at least? I mean, let's say a dumbbell is, has a difficult time wrapping their head around uh, an equation or whatever. And uh, that's not the type of dumbbell I have a problem with. <laughs> I don't call that a dumbbell. I call that someone that needs a little – I shouldn't even have said it as a joke. I call that, oh, you need some help with math? No. A dumbbell – I tend to call it a dumbbell when they're not uh, – look, I can't – it's unexplainable. So anyway, I want to say hi to everybody. Um, <laughs> makes me laugh every time. Why doesn't anybody like a dumbbell? First of all, hello at home. You know, whenever I don't say that, I later in the show, I go, I didn't even take, uh, to George Carlin, take the time. How about these podcasts? They don't say hello to the... Every single sports announcer says, hi, everybody. They right do? The first hi. thing they say, hi, everybody. How you doing out there? Hi, hi everybody. everybody. And welcome to... Hi, whatever. everybody. Yeah, hi, everybody. Yeah, because that's who you're doing the thing. Right. You know, but a good comedian doesn't come out and say hi, everybody, but this is different. That was this the name is- of Taylor Williamson's uh, comedy album. See, there what, you go. Is, hi, hi, yeah, hi everybody. No, well, there you go. And if I find out you're getting a kickback on that, I'll be very upset. 
So uh, Aristotle is a very exciting day for Aristotle because we'll get into it later in the show. But he's 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 we're, we're very excited for him. We we don't we, it's very we can't talk about it yet. Um, I'm doing a thing this Saturday in Portland. It's weird. I don't know what it is. That's why I'm a little nervous. Portland, Oregon. Portland, Oregon. But I'm excited. It's my first book thing. The book the book thing's getting me. A good nervous, like getting ready to do some uh, uh, book tours and book signings, and uh, and uh, and so. Ooh, going to a book signing. He's an I'm nervous. Now. I'm nervous hey, about a book hey, signing. Probably flying on planes. It's different than stand up. Class, getting paid for. His audiences can read. It's just that one was really easy to pile it's on. So fun. Every time it makes me fills my body with joy. It's so great. Um, but let me let me please to George Carlin. So Jake, where is this event at? I know that we, we looked it up. And it's okay. I'll give you a second to look it up. Well, you're looking it up. But when you find it, don't say anything. And then I will go back to you. Um, uh, Jace. That's right, you fuck. Jace uh, sent me a nice letter. In and he said, you know what? Uh, I think the specifics. I forget the specifics of it from last week. But then his, I said his name wrong. I said Jace. And his friend put all the wrong energy into the wrong place. So, so Jace asked me if I'd acknowledge it. Is your friend listening with you, Jace? Instead of just complimenting, hey, they referenced your email. You got all caught up that I said his name wrong. But you know what? Jace didn't because he's, cause he's, he's a better person than you, friend. Um, looking for a band in Atlanta or a trumpet player for Atlanta when I'm at the Laughing Skull to open up the shows. Now, I know someone that plays the trumpet. I, I have to say this, even though it sounds you're asking for a favor and then you, know, you, you have to ask for it like this. You have to be able to wail away a song. And what I've been doing in certain markets where I can't get a whole band or a three-piece band, you know, drums, trumpet, and keyboards, or, or I would love to have keyboards and drums. I've just been using a trumpet because it's easier. And we start the show, we roll in a pre-recorded track, and it comes in. And then all of a sudden, maybe we let it play for 10 seconds, and then out onto the stage walks a trumpet player and wails out a song, Ring of Fire, about a minute of it. And then it goes black, and we start the show. So if you live in Atlanta, and you're familiar with the Laughing Skull, and this would be something you'd want to do, email me. Now, where am I going to be in Portland, Jake? It's at the Alberta Rose Theater. Which is actually, I, I don't, I've never been there, but I hear it's a cool theater. And uh, yeah, it seems really it's cool. going to be other people that have written, I'm not sure what it is. I think it's uh, some other people who have written books. Mm-hmm. And I and um, I don't have anything planned, so I hope it's just they're going to ask me questions because I don't have like a, a speech to give. Well, you'll you, most authors are not really good public speakers. So oh, you, so I'll be okay. Yeah, you'll be way ahead of the game. Oh, that makes Tom. I love you. Um, and uh, are you seeing anybody? Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely <laughs> telling the truth. I being a writer now. I started doing stand up. Ooh. But, oh, 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 I you take my I income off. Primer 
mean, most of my income comes from my writing. Well, well the, what I was going to say is writers who are primarily writers tend not to be very outgoing. Right. And therefore don't necessarily project the kind of stage presence that a comedian would. Well, to George Carlin, that calms me. I yeah. love that we have that word because if you don't abuse it, it's just why do you need it? Like in that case right there, people might go, because you just want, yeah, I'm being genuine. That calms me because I am a little nervous to do this. I'm very nervous. But also the nervousness where it tends to maybe where I'm able to flip it around and have it relax me, I get it. But if Todd, let me ask you this. Have you ever been suckered into like an, a family event or a, a city event where they've asked you to MC or host and not really do stand-up, but they're drawing on your public speaking abilities? Like for me, it was family reunions. I always get stuck MC. I, wouldn't, I don't do it. You wouldn't do it? I don't do it. See – I I do and I don't like it, but I do know that I can do it better than you someone can do who it better than other people. Who's going to read off a card or something? My friend asked me to help at their wedding. To the, the you know I the spe- uh, Can you help a few of our friends with speeches? I go no, but I tell you what I will do: uh, play piano music when they go on too long and like cut them off like they used to <laughs> on the old Tonight Show. <laughs> All right. So listen. So what I was saying, I can flip the nervousness. And flip it around and go, you're nervous because you're doing something different. And that sort of goes, okay, that's a good thing. Because if you're never nervous, it means you're just... See, but you'll have... The interview will walk you into stand-up bits. and still, I mean, not on purpose. It'll that's all it. I hope. But it's like I didn't... At first, I got nervous there. I'm supposed to come out and like make a speech. I said, is it just questions? Because then I'm okay with it. Okay, so we have that in Portland. Um, we're almost there. Um, Jace, how about that, you son of a bitch? Day and night, when we did it with Frank Sinatra, day and night, night and day. Someone tell me what show that's on. If you're a regular listener to the show, we can't find what show it's on. So it's when we took the Frank Sinatra, day and night, night and day, and we just flipped it and flipped it and looped it. Uh Best looper in the business. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) And then, okay, so let me just get through this. Everyone just just take a deep breath, including me. Um, My my niece Katie listens to the show, and... um, I wanted to give it a uh, yeah, she does. good, uh, good um, energy towards – they just did the hardest thing in the world. And uh, maybe later we'll play a song for Frosty. Frosty is their dog. And the kids are at the age where Frosty – you know, it's, it's hard enough if you have to put a dog to sleep and you got the dog when you were 30 or 40 or 20. But these kids got the dog when they were 10, and now they're 25 or even younger than 10. So it's been like that dog took them from childhood to young adulthood. And she was the best. Oh, Frosty was the best. She was just one of those dogs, loved and trained. You know, she just didn't do anything wrong. And it was time. And I know it's always you're nervous. Do we do? Are we taking her too early? But someone once told me a vet. I, I know you're always scared shitless that you want all the life to be out of them before you take them. Mm-hmm. It's better to, if you have to look at it this way. I liked what he said. If you take them a little too early, did, did they have a little more? better to take them a little early than let them be in pain. Right. And most vets will tell you, by the way, if you're listening to this and, and you're going, you know, because I've seen it in my family once where I don't want it, where somebody, we, we all collectively were going, that, it's time. But they couldn't do it. That's the one thing you can give back to your dog. Mm-hmm. And that's when it's time to, to do what's right. And the vet will tell you. He really will. Right. You know, it doesn't always have to be because they're not eating. Because once they won't eat for three days, that's when most people will. But sometimes, maybe, maybe. But anyway, Frosty, on a positive note, was 
so great. She loved bacon. And uh, <laughs> a dog that liked bacon. I know she would flip out. That was the one last thing. Like, if you frosty, you want some bacon? And she would like greet me when I stayed at my brother's house when I was working at the comedy cabaret. I would go there after the shows, and Frosty would always be there at the door. And God, I loved it, you know, because she would just greet me at the door. I'd be like, Frosty, you know. And and you know what? Up till six, seven months ago, she was she was still pretty good. So she must have been like fourteen or 15. she was. Yeah, she was fifteen years old, a little dog, but she was. Just great. And I know that, that Katie went to the vet, and my brother went, and Merle went, my sister-in-law, and Tyler, my nephew, was on, was on FaceTime with them. Just getting his – because it had to be done before he could get home from New York. So, uh, so maybe later we'll play a nice song for Frosty. But Katie, I want you to know that I was uh, thinking about her, thinking about him. Um, I'm going to play something before we, and then we, we're, we're, we're pretty close to the, you know, getting our business out of the way. You know when you talk about forgiveness, mm-hmm. and it, sometimes you're like, yeah, I get it, forgive, and it goes in one ear and out the other, but you, we all get it, what it means. Uh, this thing was very powerful. I might have mentioned this on the show about a year and a half ago, but I found the clip because I was watching a uh, Dateline thing, and this is a woman that was brutally attacked. You might think, is this sad? Of course it's sad, but it's also crazy inspirational when it comes to forgiveness. Brutally attacked. And she lived. Uh, I don't need to go into the details of it, uh, but it was brutal. And she lived. And uh, she, the way they said it, they go, when we, you know, when we come back from commercial, uh, I don't mind drama or, you know, when they use dramatics in a, in a show if it's worth it. And I thought this was worth it. They go, she gave the attacker a gift at the uh when she went to the here the arraignment is that what they call it when they're putting him in jail and you're like whoa a gift and the gift was forgiveness now obviously forgiveness doesn't mean you want to hang out with the person right but she wanted to let go of that which we hear so often and and if you saw the details of what happened you're like this is this is a saint this is a living saint that you can meet and talk. You don't have to. She is, she is everything we should all want to uh, uh, aspire to be. I'm going to play it. Uh, it's a little hard to hear, but I just think you're listening to somebody that's so brilliant, and I love the words that she said, and it's just, I think it can remind us all about forgiveness. Um, you want to play that? Travis Pause. Forbes. Travis Forbes was the person that did the attacking, and she's referencing him now. Was um, acting, um, acting out of fear, um, and hatred. Hatred. I choose love and peace. Over feel fear, and um, I won. And I won. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, I laid in bed. I got the chills." And I won. Mm-hmm. You did win. Yeah, you did win. I mean, you have a a, a a mountain of rehabilitation, but you won. It was very, uh, very. Uh, Amazing, made me feel so light after I watched it. Just you, yeah. you wanted to hug her and squeeze her face and just go, "You just are you're incredible." Yeah, because it's easy to go the other way when someone has wronged you, even slightly, and um, that doesn't serve anyone's good because then you suffer. 
You do. You hear that so often. It doesn't mean, like I said, you have to, you know, you, you don't have to forgive them to not want them imprisoned or whatever their, their sentence will be. But somewhere you go to do that. And by the way, you can't just do that. I would imagine where she had to go to do that was to somehow have some empathy. Right. I can't imagine getting there without empathy. Uh, right. The type of empathy, I don't know, and I probably never will unless I was lucky enough to. That would have been my question as the interviewer. Go, how did you get there? What was – how did you get there? Well, what about this? Is it possible that she experienced something way worse than even death and then came back from it? And they say, you know, when you die, maybe you get kind of a, 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 a different perspective on – Everything's been taken away from her that she thinks she is, and now she's something else. And so she's able to to have a different kind of perspective on it because now she's a completely different – she died in a way, and now she's someone else. And he couldn't take something that was real uh, at her core. Um, and it just uh, – doesn't make any sense at all. You know um, what I mean? Of course it makes total sense. Uh, she is uh, – what she experienced – and the you know and and the appreciation for life and just maybe as simple as said getting it you right. know you and, fucking and, get it after that happens and, to you and no matter how much he damaged her he she would never be as damaged as he was already some no yeah. physical act could put them in different it could flip their roles in other words it was very it was very powerful and i and i jumped up with my phone to record it because uh, because I had, I think I quoted it a year and a half ago on the show. Okay, here we go. And by the way, you might think I'm getting too serious or ah, fuck it. Um, you know how they always the 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 the, uh, the they say you never forget. That's why they show like you know like the Holocaust and you know the and the documentaries on it. And yeah, I get it. I do get that, but I didn't really get it. I was laying in bed. You might think, Jesus, what do my weekends consist of? <laughs> and I happened to watch Escape from a Death Camp, and. I now understand why you can never show it enough because there was an element that went on there that I never, ever got. And it was about a group of, uh, a group of uh, Jewish people that escaped from a Nazi, Nazi death camp. Uh-huh. Some of them didn't, some of them, but they – and I, there was just things – there were elements of it I never knew. So, yeah, I get it because it, some people – you know, not, I'm not saying anybody's saying this, but everybody goes, all right, we've showed it enough. No. Because I wouldn't have learned what I learned, I think it was like last week, watching it. And it didn't depress me. It didn't depress me. It was sad and it depressed me at times. But at the end of it, again, it it made me feel light because, yeah, look at these people. And they were taking people that were now like 90 years old and bringing them back or 88 or whatever age they were to where they were. And they were recounting it as a little kid. It was – anyway – that's all. I, I just the, the whole. Why do I bring that up? Because of the element of yeah, you you because because I wouldn't have got to see that if they decided a year ago. All right, we've showed that stuff enough. No, yeah. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have known. I know. I know. Of course, I was able to you know know that it was horrific what went on, but there were details of it. So your family's been in America longer than the '30s. Like, do you have any relatives that uh, moved here during that era? I don't know. My grand. I don't. I don't know to be honest. I don't know where they're from. My grandfather was quite the man. I don't even know. What that <laughs> <laughs> All right, so listen. I said I was going to keep it a light show before the show. I go, it's going to be light. What, what, what are we at? How long? A little over 15 minutes. You though. son of a bitch. I told you to. You pile of shit. Aristotle dropped the ball. Yeah, Aristotle nice fucking going. dropped. Nice going, asshole. Nice. Asshole. Oh, asshole. Way to go. Oh. Oh. 
burn Wait the a show. second, guys. Yes. I think he's we nice. didn't just we didn't listen to one thing that I was just talking about. Should we yell louder? Yeah. Yay! Son of a bitch. Piece of shit. Aristotle. Yeah, tell your mother, Joan Baez. Worthless. Time Worthless. Time cue. Time cue. All right, listen. Okay, here we go. Here's the last thing, and then we uh, we go in. Um, I've been searching all over. I've still been rewinding a lot for, like, um, you know, like uh, the footage of the, you know, the people that said, look, it's been, hold on, did you, did you find it? Did we... Okay, we've been looking all over. These are for the people that say, hey, look, they overplayed the Michael Sam thing, and we agree. We're just looking, whatever it was, maybe it was. Going t- for all the real to real? I'm going for the real to real because, so I found, where do we start here? Play. We f- I found Bill O'Reilly. In other words, this is before Bill O'Reilly. In other words, when he goes, all right, it's been overplayed already. Okay, so I've been wondering. I, maybe I get thoughts in my own head clear. That's why I try to repeat it and repeat it. The listener might go, yeah, Todd, we know where you're going with this. But this is the footage, I guess, what he thought it was deservant of. Can you play that? So here's this guy in, in place of the uh, University of Missouri. He comes out, he's gay. Okay, that's all fine. Then he gets drafted uh, the second last uh, pick, okay? Now, I hope the guy makes it, as I said. Right. I hope the guy is a phenom. But do I need to see him and his boyfriend okay. kiss Mary <laughs> Catherine? Pause it. So it was 10 seconds. So he goes right to the kiss. But, but I wish, uh, may pretend we stopped it before the kiss. You know, just before he just goes, okay, okay. You know, who was the first... Uh, the 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 uh, first black uh, baseball player, Jackie Robinson. Yeah, and I saw someone else. I've seen this talked about online a lot, and I like that it's a reference point for a lot of people. They go, okay, okay, that's what he would have been. Okay, okay, let the guy play. He in his heart, he's thinking, oh my god, I'm saying I don't give a fuck. Like I know in his head, so a lot of times it's hard to get into their head. But I know if you got into his head, or by the way, it could be someone listening to the show that has a friend of a friend of a friend. You know, we it, sometimes Daniel Kino used to always think everybody that listens to this show is always on the same page. Yeah, the masses of them are, but we have friends and friends of friends. Maybe someone listens to the show because they hate it. Like I used to listen to Glenn Beck, and I'm going to say it again. Um, I listen to Rush Limbaugh all the time. Just yeah, like yeah. The way you put your tongue over a blister. Well, it's it's. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, that's smart. It's important. It's important because those people are out there. If I thought Glenn Beck or not Glenn Beck, but more Rush Limbaugh was just one radio guy that didn't represent anybody in the world, I wouldn't listen. But it's important to know what those people think. But let me not lose my track. So, so if he would have been around during Jackie Robinson, he would have said, "Okay, okay, let him play." I'm all right with it. Like, I can't be a more evolved. What I'm doing by saying let them play and move on is, is more evolved than you motherfuckers that want to celebrate it. Wrong. Okay? That's an interesting point because a lot of people feel exactly like. But they're full of shit. Right. Because the only reason that they could tell me I'm full of shit is play me the part where you celebrate it. I'm going to say it again right. and again till it feels good in my head. If you can only say, if you, you, you might think. Two days later is too much to celebrate it or a 30-minute speech. But you can't sell it as, yeah, I celebrated it. Now let the fucking guy play baseball back when it was Jackie Robinson. And it is. It's like Paul said. You celebrate. He doesn't want to celebrate. And that's what he said. How quick was that? Eight seconds of like, okay, 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 okay. Let let, let the – He had to address it. Yeah, let, let him play. Who cares? Let him play. Let him play. But celebrate it? And let me tell you something. Um. Here's the way I'm going to leave it, because a lot of people might be listening to the show, and they have friends. I do believe that there are people that could give, in a positive way, give a fuck 
that someone is gay. Can I, I'll give you my perspective in a sec. Okay. They could give a fuck. I'm saying it harshly, but they really genuine. I'm not saying they're faking it. I'm talking about a group of people that don't care, but still b- might be a little misguided. And here's what I wrote down before the show. Look, there's a lot of rights and there's a lot of lefts and there's a lot of where you get confused. But at the end of the day, if you don't think that it was worth lobbing that out there, playing the kiss, to get people used to it, then I don't know what to do anymore with you. I right. don't know what to do. In other words, did some places play it too much? Did, first of all, if it, they've been playing players kissing, by the way, and this right. is when these guys get caught in their lie. And by the way, it's over. I'm done arguing. You might think, really? You weren't a week ago, a month ago? I always thought the way you have res- resolve is you're passionate about something and you feel it in your bones, but you have to listen to the other fucking side. It's hard for me, but not anymore. I'm done. It's not right or wrong. These people, there is a, I want to use the right words, because when you use the wrong words or you're meaner than you should be, it lessens the impact of how severe you think it is. Like if I go, these fucking idiots. No, right, it's, right. oh, it's much worse than that. There is a illness. If you don't think that's to be celebrated, anytime people make triumphant, triumphant progress in society, whether it's women or whether it's, you know, whether it's uh, black people or whether it's, in this case, uh, you have no idea how many children will breathe easier because of what Michael said. You don't fucking get it. You don't fucking get it. The pain that, that and I'm done. You, it's not right or wrong. You have a problem. Stop. It, it's time to stop embracing these people and going back and forth. You are, you are not, I don't want to say wrong or right. You, you have a problem like an alcoholic or like a drug addict, yes, yes, I fucking mean exactly what I'm saying. If you don't think that that was to be celebrated, there is a disconnect, and I'm done, and I have empathy for you. But you don't, if you work at a mental institution, you don't go home and, and, and argue with the people all day. At one point, why? Because you're a dick? Oh, wait. So if you're at a mental institution and someone says something crazy and you don't spend a half an hour going back and forth, oh, you think you're so fucking right? Aren't you a little bit of a dick? Yeah, at one point, we deem things, like I say, there's a right and there's a wrong. And if you don't think that that needs to be celebrated more than the clip that I found of Bill O'Reilly, then there's a disconnect and you have a problem. That's a good point. But I would say everyone is missing an even, not a bigger point, but a point still the same. No one is talking about the fact that um, the weirdest part of all is that people are acting like, there hasn't always been 10% of guys on any team that were gay throughout history. Maybe more. Well, that's what me and Jake – go ahead. Go ahead. But, but my point is this. That has always been the case. Maybe more because there's a certain compensation element. So there's a lot of guys who don't want to be – so they'll compensate. Like Bruce Jenner, was this, he was the gold medal in the Olympics in 1976 to prove he was the manliest, greatest athlete in the world. But part of him wanted to be a woman. So you think a, that's true? Oh, absolutely. 100%. Yeah, I don't even think he would deny it. So there's this great compensation on a, in a lot of cases. So if, if I don't know what the percentage is, 10% people are gay. Let's say that. I bet it's more like 11 or 12% in sports because there's probably a certain number of people that work their balls off to prove to themselves and their dad and everyone else that they weren't – they something that their dad or whoever didn't want them to be. So what you have here is a guy who represents 
people that have been there all along well, in every way. That's it's, the whole. We, me and Jake talked about that before the show, and they go like, "They're they're they've been there. They're just speaking up. Right. They didn't they didn't blossom into anything that they weren't." But, um. But you don't. I don't hear that part of it talked about very much. As if people act like there aren't gay people on every team. No, oh no, there's not. They just uh, they just uh, they just blossom into it. No, they weren't there a year ago. They were straight. <laughs> they were straight a year ago. All right. So as we go in for the close, um, we talked about that. These people are caught. These people are caught when you know. And I know this has been lobbed out there a lot. But like someone said, the other side repeats what they say over and over again. What's wrong with me repeating it over again? I don't care if one new person listens right today and they hear what we're saying. That when you get caught in your lie, you can't get caught in the truth. No, I'm not arguing. I am right, and you were wrong. When you say, what if men and women did it? We know, we know what would happen if men and women kissed. They have, and nobody talked about it. So Bill O'Reilly, or people like that that say, even if it was a man and a woman, you're, you're not, I feel like Judge Judy, I know that rage that comes over you. It's not a rage over disagreeing. It's a rage that you're caught because yeah. there's no footage. If somebody has any footage of any footage, I will give them I don't want to say a figure that I'm not, so I'll say it on the opening of the show. We will come up with a figure amongst us of Bill O'Reilly complaining. Wouldn't he want to take it and shove it up my ass? Imagine if someone that likes Bill O'Reilly, send this to them. Where's the footage of you complaining about the straight players kissing? <laughs> he goes, come on, but the kiss, I had to see the kiss. Okay, I'm all right with you as long as if someone goes, Todd, in all fairness, there, there's, a, oh, Todd, I love you to death, but there's a lot of, Bill O'Reilly has complained many times when the straight players kiss. He's, he's really has. He's gone off on a tangent. Like, it's still fucking football. Then I'd be less angry. But don't fucking lie to me. It's so, it, it, it brings rage out in me that I know that doesn't sound right when I talk into the mic. I want to go to, stop fucking fucking with my head. I'm not a moron. There's, we record the shit you're saying. Nobody can send it in, Bill. Nothing. If I said, nobody can send in one half of a second of footage of you complaining over straight players kissing. Nothing. Because it doesn't fucking exist. And you're fucking caught. And so are other people that aren't in the media. You're full of shit. You're full of shit. You're lying and you're caught. And I know inside, you know how I know what liars think? And here's the part that I think they go, motherfucker, I didn't think about this. Uh, I've lied. No, you haven't, Todd. Yeah, and you've lied. No, I haven't. Okay, just then. So we know what it's like, right? <laughs> the younger you are, the more you lie sometimes because you don't realize it eventually. But I've lied as an adult, so we know what you do. And you know what? I've lied and I've been caught. Sometimes I'm half caught. I don't sweat that much because I know I'm half caught. But sometimes I'm caught like a motherfucker, especially when you're younger and your parents catch you. You're caught. You still, you still, you know it. You know it. You're inside. You go, oh, God, I get caught. And you wiggle and you hope you don't get caught. And that's what Anderson Cooper did. Uh, he, those women in Dallas. If they would have just said they're uncomfortable with it, but don't treat the audience like they're buff. Foons, my new favorite word. They said the woman on the panel in the Dallas version of That's the view. That's the one where the lady walked off the show. And, yeah. yeah. What if it was men kissing women? And they said, she goes, I would have said, get a room. Did you see this clip? Yes. I would have said, get a room, she would have said. And then, you know, her children are watching TV. But Anderson Cooper finds footage of them having male strippers on the show. <laughs> and they're holding her with that. They're strippers, by the way. And I know because they're, imagine if it was women strippers. 
lifting up a guy and they were all kissing. But I know the difference between there's something with male strippers. It gets it's a little it's not as uh, they it can be not as seedy maybe because it's like, oh, women go out and they have fun and it's not as, you know, but but so that's not really the point. The point is that there were two male strippers holding her up kiss and she was kissing them. I would love to know when she saw that, because you know damn well every one of those women, when Anderson Cooper mentioned their show on his show, saw that. Where do they do? Where do they go? Where do they go? And by the way, I can get into Bill O'Reilly's head sometimes. Remember a minute ago I said Bill O'Reilly probably went, I'm saying I don't care. What do people want from me? Bill, I can get into his head, what he would say, even if I disagree with it. I can't get into the head of that woman. When she said, I'm worried about my children watching it on television. And I'm also, if it was two men, you know, I would have said get a room. But here she is with strippers kissing them on a morning show, her morning show. Can you get into her head? Well, Seriously, not comedically. What do you say when, you're, when that, they watch that? I don't know. I, I was just going to think, well, how, do you, how does someone like that get rehabilitated or come around and realize? Is it just seeing that, that they're a buffoon? Or is it that do they have someone in their life? Oh, I think they go very into denial. I can get that much into their head. I think they go, oh, that's not <laughs> they, they, you know. Anyway, we went we went a little long. But uh, and by the way, uh, I think we're good. I, anything, Jay? <laughs> Still nothing yet. And by the way, that call to, that goes out to anybody else, too, that says that like okay okay you know just uh, just just you know where where's the 5 seconds of you celebrating bill o'reilly's saying the ultimate celebration the only way you do it justice and you corner these fucks is if you get into their head halfway decent the ultimate celebration well do you think the celebrating is to run around the ultimate celebration of what michael sam did was to not give a fuck and just watch him play football that's the ultimate celebration Hey, by the way, that doesn't sound half bad. That might, wait, maybe that is the truth. Until you apply it to the past. Until yeah. you apply it to what we say over and over again. Jackie Robinson playing baseball. Let him play. No, no celebration? I'm doing the ultimate celebration. I don't give a fuck. No, you're fucking caught. All right, listen. Take a deep breath, everybody. In. <sighs> Todd, you sounded like Elvis. By the way, oh, I do have one more thing. Somebody was on Mark Marin and someone sent me the clip of uh, somebody. Uh, you know what? I should know who it was. Was it RuPaul? I'm, I, it doesn't. It, it does matter, but I don't know. But um, she was saying that he said, does the word trainee bother you? And she said, no. Basically what. You know what? In this case, I don't know. If it's your reference as a she or as a he, so, uh, but anyway, uh, uh, that's how you learn. You just put it out there that you want to get that into your head, and I will do that. I think that you reference um, what they what they want it be. I know, but I don't think he's. Tr- I don't think he wants just a sex talking change. About Rand Paul, the senator from Kentucky. No, Rupert, <laughs> don't be disrespectful when I'm going in for the close. You want to spend another thirty minutes <laughs> no, no, fucking no, talking about this shit? Oh no, no, hold on, because yeah. me and Jake have a lot of clips we could play, and we could we really, you know, we could Why go into this. Why did you bring this? You don't need that giant tape machine. I'm looking for footage of the comedians. I don't and, think and, they uh, put them on those big tape machines anymore. He said that the re- that, that those words shouldn't bother anybody. Whether you know if you the, this word or trainee or well, all these words, you have to feel good from the inside. And it's one of those things. And I was listening to Mark, and Mark was sort of saying that made sense to a certain point. 
you work it from both ends. Of course, when people are called horrible dis- names or no one cares, you yes, you have to tell your children, hey, you got to feel your worth from inside. That doesn't mean you still don't educate from both ends. In the event that we can't stop these people from saying these hateful things, you need to feel for good from inside. But that doesn't negate that you need to work on it from the other end, too. Yeah. All right, listen, we're done. And let me – hold on. Take a deep breath, everybody. <sighs> All right, listen. Oh, I forgot one more thing. One more thing. That's right. And then we go with the, for the uh, cr- for the uh, crescendo, as they say. Uh, it, when it, you know how sometimes you have to align yourself with different groups. I get it. Even though you go, I don't want to. I don't agree with what that group says. And there's always the overly sensitive because I hate the right and the left because I forget what it is. But the people that we perceive, you know, like Bill O'Reilly's, or then there's the people that they perceive. Oh, they're too sensitive. Okay. Let's say that's true. I love these arguments because it cleans it up. Let's say your group sometimes that you align yourself with, sometimes they're like too sensitive. Sometimes they start trouble because they go out to, you know what I mean? They're like, they're just conjuring up like the word police looking for trouble. They're so sensitive that, okay, think about what group you're going to align yourself and then think of the danger that that group causes. One group, sometimes they're a little too sensitive when they don't need to be. And let's give them, let's not even go, oh, they are not. Let's go, that's true. That's true. I fucking agree with it. Sometimes they are, and that's what hurts the cause because they're too. Sometimes. Do you have an example, or you, you know, when like with, with they'll, they'll say like with the. Um, I'll give you an example, and some people I might lose them here when they go PETA. You know, I get what they do for the cruelty of the animals and the farms, but sometimes they go too far. Think of what the opposite of PETA. What they do when it's dangerous. That's, by the way, there might be people part of that group go, they never go too far. But to clean it up, I'm saying, please, it makes it easy. Let's say sometimes PETA, with all good intentions, they go too far. And that's when they fucking hurt themselves. Let's say somebody thinks that. Think of what the other side does when they go too far. You, have to, you might go, I don't want to align myself with either. But if you had to, with a gun to your head, who are you aligning yourself with? What's the danger of PETA versus the danger of the other end of it and i say that with people like bill o'reilly some people that go i don't agree with everything being too sensitive or too caring even if that is the case sometimes it never fucking hurt anybody okay so that's what i wanted to say and that is the reason that i come on every week and, and 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 i think it was jace who told me to not worry about repeating myself he said, that's what the other side does. They repeat themselves. So you got to beat it into people. And for the people that agree, I would imagine it feels good to hear. You didn't, uh, for some people, they didn't just hear me yelling. All they heard was passion and love. And, oh. Oh. Everybody take a deep breath. Oh. We have a new uh, PSA we play for the show. Is living my dream. And my dreams are more than just dreams. Because when I dream, I dream of dreaming. And dreams when you're dreaming allow me to dream, dreamy, dream, dreams. Dream. Live my living, dreaming life dream. The Todd Glass Show. You're going to like the way it looks. Who made that? I, I heard that before. Steve Rosenthal. Oh, you remember Steve? Steve Rosenthal? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I love Steve. Steve was, yo, I forget you know how. Oh, yeah. I, we communicate via Twitter once in a while. <laughs> All right. Listen, I'm so happy right now. I'm so, I'm in a great, 
I'm in a great mood. Tom, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad that... Uh, Should I break out the radio voice now, or are we still being serious? Oh, Tom, I thought we talked about this. I have so many... Reliable bi- presenter of comedy. Well, that's your new jingle. You're, you're the reliable presenter. You don't, you don't drink anymore. Play it again for me. Reliable presenter of comedy. Tom Martin. That's right. You're the reliable presenter. People do not like surprise in their comedy. That's the last thing they want. That's the worst thing, surprise. Imagine going out and you have a a comedy presenter and he's going to do some joke you don't see coming. (laughs) No, you need... That's going to disrupt your your train of thought. You need reliability. Reliable presenter of comedy. I have so many post-its. I'm so excited. (laughs) I mean, I can't believe it. I just... Uh, oh, now whose HBO special is this? Or it's like a Comedy Central special. I can't I think. It's uh, I don't remember. It doesn't matter. Oh, it's funny. Uh, okay, so listen. <laughs> Here's what I'd like to do to start the show. Is everybody's happy? Right? I'm pretty happy. Are you happy? Hold on one second. Gilp, 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 what gilp. What about Robbie? Are you happy, Robbie? Robbie? Yeah. Good. Robbie said, "Yeah." Yeah, boss. Um, ladies and gentlemen. Let's start the show. Do you want to? Should we do it in the house and get some drums in it? Yeah. What do you think? Go, go over to those drums. Here we go. Should I put reverb? Yes. Everything going. I know. I wish the listeners could see all the lights flashing. Good job on the drums. Imagine you were at a disco in a car dealership. That's what it's like here. Don't forget Tom Martin. Hey, they heard, I heard my name. gets mad when Aristotle sandbags his drumming. There he goes. Drum solo. Uh, you were great. Everybody take their seats. Wow, Aristotle. lightning's incredible. Oh, my God. Fucking A, man. This is a trip. Whoa. There's, there's lights. And there's smoke. Whoa. That smoke machine 
We use it all the time, but we don't have the lasers here, which lets you see right. in the smoke the lasers. Yeah, you don't, see, yeah. you don't see the lasers without the smoke, right? Oh, you, you don't see them as crystal it's clear. It's like right? peanut butter and jelly. What? It's like peanut butter and jelly. It's like peanut butter and jelly, exactly. Plus, my lasers eyes twenty twenty vision now, because I was looking at the laser. Oh, don't look right <laughs> at the laser. Really? No. Oh. I don't want to look right at the laser. Thank you, lyricist Joe. All right, let me get yes. back to the show. Thank you, lyricist Joe. I want to go with this like we are in a great mood and everybody's with us. Let's can you mind if we reminisce? Would you, would you are the lights okay for you, Tom? I love the lights. Would you, a, I notice it's it's kind of a greenish yellowish. Watch your mouth. Your mother's a greenish yellowish. <laughs> really disrespectful. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't really Here's what I like to do. I want to let's think about what happened so far. Let's let's try to you know uh, reminisce about the night. Memory Oh, yeah. I mean, let's talk about let's it. Let's really... Why do, why do you have to wait 10 years to reminisce? You shouldn't have to. While it's fresh. Let's listen to Elvis sing for just a second. Memories sweeten through the ages just like one. I remember... I just... It just seems like... All I remember about... the My favorite thing about tonight was... Is, is remember when Robbie came in and, and he brought Skittles... Uh, and yeah. then he brought some, uh, what else did he bring? He brought some Starbursts and some gummy worms. And then also, by the way, to George Carlin, and he brought a really... And, and he brought, like, a really cool bottle of liquor. How long ago was that? I I just, that was like 25, 30 minutes ago. God, it seems like it was an hour. That was, they were seriously great memories for yeah. me. Damn. Yeah, and you guys were talking about all these this serious things. Oh my god, I forgot about Remember that. Remember that, how serious we got? That was, we got so serious. You know, it's a lesson there. You guys were know. really serious for a while. Yeah. You know what else? What else do you remember? remember try when, to, try to do this for real. For real, Aristotle dude. played the drums along. <gasps> oh my Elvis god. I can't believe. Can, can you believe that happened? That was oh like two minutes ago. You know, because he went over. We were playing. Oh God! Remember? Oh yeah. shit! I'm free. Oh wait! Hold on! Hold on! Hold on! Hold on! Guys! 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 Oh, oh, please let me go first. Oh, please! Oh, wait, hold on! No, please! 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 Really cool. Okay, okay. Jake, 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 just yeah. listen to me out. Please let me go first, and okay. then I'll, if you let me go first, okay. I'll let you. I'll let you go first as long as I get to talk first. Oh, well, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was a trick. I almost said okay, but do you remember? Go, go ahead, go. What do you remember? Okay, wait. No, you know what? No, you go. No, I want you to go. No, but the thing is, like. As, All right, thank it's you. It's your show. I remember just Aristotle had gotten here, and then we, and then Jake got here, and then and then when you came in, Tom, we were all hugging and like, oh, it's good to see you. That was like that crazy. Was that was forty-five minutes ago. You know, you got to remember to do that every 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 couple minutes. I think people should start reminiscing. The minute you sit down to dinner, when you're done dinner, reminisce about the dinner. You remember when we yeah. started reminiscing? Oh <gasps> Jesus. <gasps> Tom, you take it to another level. Uh, you know what? I, but That's you have to. You have to. It's like to. an Inception reminisce. <laughs> it is like an Inception reminisce. Look at him with the big words. They actually do this on ESPN. I hope I'm inspirational to this audience because, you know, I want you to remember to dream, everybody. You got to dream. My life is living my dream. And my dreams are more than just dreams. Because when I dream... <laughs> I dream of dreaming. And dreams when you're dreaming 
Allow me to dream, 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 dream. Do you know the setup for this? It's every athlete's my commercial. Right, 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 right. You know, Powerade. Right. Dream the dreamy, dreamy, right. dream. Dream the dreamy, dreamy. But you know, dreamy, dream, dream. Speaking of reminiscing, yeah. um, this weekend, or a couple days ago, a Dodger pitcher pitched a no-hitter. It's like the, you know. I know, I saw it. Oh, week. I saw the reenactment but of it. I watched the, the uh, <laughs> but they did it right away, right I mean, after I the saw game. the, not the reenactment they, of it. They, the they started putting music it. under it in slow motion in a sepia tone. It, they made it look like it, it happened 50 years ago. It happened uh, five minutes ago. Sometimes they you can do that. already sepia toning and Tom, like, pushing can you emotional get, uh, buttons. Uh, hey, by the way, uh, we have someone in here playing the piano today, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. His name is Vince. Hey. Um, and Gabe, they got here a little bit late. Why don't you start on the piano and talk about what we'll do exactly what you're talking about. The, the no we'll, hitter? Oh, sure. You make everything inspirational. Okay? So it's like... Um, God. Remember when we all got here? Yeah. Oh, oh. my God. Wait, I don't... What is this? I don't know if I did this bit right, but I want to hear what they're going to do. No, I don't want to do this bit, Ed, but we'll leave it in anyway. I was trying to go somewhere, but I didn't. But you now, can fade that out. What happens to Gabe and Vince, though? They're, they're not here. <laughs> I couldn't make up names. You conjured them. Yeah, well, I wanted to be... Anyway, now what? Look, look, move on. That's what I say. My new Todd Glass. Thank you. Hello. <laughs> My travel agent uh, for an extra $25. Oh, travel <laughs> Is a lot. First of all, he's an agent. Uh, I'm gonna. Do. Ooh. Ooh. Does he get you better? Gets better fares. By the way, the visual of Jake. Uh, by the way, what, the hand movements you're making, I get it. I know exactly. Well, but I want someone to see a 60-second video. He gets so into it. And by the way, I'm not making fun of it to George Carlin. The way he does that character of like, oh, excuse me, the hand gestures. Okay, I'm going to promise you when Nick's here next week and we do the bit, we'll do a minute of Jake, and you'll watch it at home, and you'll be like, I know, it's that character of like, well, and the hands are up like next to your head almost because you're like, oh, excuse me. They're higher than your eyes. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That bit makes me every time. Well, you know what? Here's the crazy thing. It's not a bit. He's really jealous. (laughs) I don't know. I'll tell you why I don't like it on that, though, because travel agent – by the way, I do not apologize for using a travel agent. People go, well, Todd, I get it. You can no, fucking go on the computer. Guess what? He saves me money because I've seen people that claim, oh, you go in there. It's a pain in the ass. When I do you leave? Booked a, uh, I, haven't, I haven't booked one of my – I can't do it. I'm just, yeah, and there's people out there going, it's not a pain in the ass. Yeah, I'm sure there's some flights, boom, 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 it's easy. Yeah. But I book a lot of flights, and guess what? Ooh. This guy, <laughs> he earns his – thank you for – he earns his money because sometimes just when I'm connecting a city and he knows how to – it's 40 bucks, and guess what? It's easy. I leave him a message. He calls me back. It's done. He has right. my credit card. I don't want to go in the fucking... Sometimes technology uh, is most of the time... Yeah, it's unfucking believable Thank God for technology because my phone and the computers and I can send memos and... Fr- it's fucking awesome. Once in a, a blue moon... Booking a flight is a nightmare. It's not, too many choices. Maybe not for everybody. If, and that's, if it's not for you, if you like going online and doing it... Well, what I'm saying isn't for everybody sometimes, but 
for me, it's worth the $40, my travel agent. And your travel agent, what does he sound like? Well, he goes, hello. He actually, to George Carlin, he has an accent, but I'm probably overdoing it. But I told Jake that it's extra 20. He uses the accent. Sometimes <laughs> I call on a private number. He goes, uh, hello. I'm like, hey, it's Todd. Oh, hello. Good day. Where are you going? Do do your best Cockney per. Oh, hello. 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 Hello, Todd. Do uh, do a Cockney but Italian in the mafia. Hello. What yeah. you doing? What no, you'd be like old school, like. Hello. Hello. No, no, you. Do this. Where's your brother? No, your... go. Huh? Huh? But then make it. Your... What would they say? Huh? Your brother's a disappointment. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Why ever do so bad? Why ever do so bad? You can't. You can't do it in the groggy. But what do people? No, I'm not. Pause the music. What do those people do? So what I'm trying to do, and you know what I'm trying to do, is go. How you doing? But make it Cockney. You can't. Yes, you can. See? Try, try it. Let me hear Aristotle. Come on. Co- okay, right over here. Cockney is hello. I know it's shitty, oh, yeah, but it's good it's enough. A different term. Cockney is like hello, hello. Because if you say hello. In, if you take the hello and then you bring it down to Cockney, it just sounds like hello. I know I'm making sense. Yes. I think the L has to be in Cockney, but the O is Godfather. So hello. 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 Oh, you're right. Hello. I know we're making half sense. Well, hello. Hello. But you can see your face. I'm just trying. Let me do it again. <laughs> do it again and, and say Cockney. First do Cockney without the hello. Hello. Okay. Go. Hello. How's everybody? Okay, now make it mean, like Italian. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, seriously, shut the music off. This is serious. With, because you did a good job. Uh, I'm talking to Aristotle. Aristotle, do the Cockney first, like just to prove, just so we lay that out there. Hello. Hello. How's everybody doing? How's everybody doing? Okay, he's pretty, pretty good. good. Pretty good. Okay, pretty now good. we're Brand. trying to go... I actually get that all the time. He sounded like him. When I have one of my hair used to be long. Oh, really? Like, you look exactly oh, we've heard like this story man. before. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I you used to have a ponytail. You got a big cock. Listen, so go, hello. Be able to afford hello. 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 And now, now try to take it and merge the two. So you have a, hey, there's got to be people over there with that accent, but, you know, have a, a uh, hello. Yeah. Well, I, think, I think it's I think it sounds, to be honest, I think the second one sounds exactly like, I don't think it has a Cockney ring to it. A Cockney ring. That sounds disgusting. (laughs) A Cockney ring? I've got this Cockney ring. Edit that out. Hello. Hello, you. Okay, so let's not try to, let's not try to groggy it down, because I think it just turns into the groggy Italian. Just do the voice, hello, but we're in the mafia. Okay. Okay, go ahead, give me the music again. Okay, here we go. Why ever do to you? Well, I'll tell you, you, you're getting into my territory. I don't like it a bit. You're going to wake up one day with some kind of horse's head in your carriage. You don't know what you're fucking talking about. All you do is you run your big, flabby, trashy mouth, and you don't even know what you're talking about. One day you're going to wake up with a fucking horse's head in your bed. Are you disrespecting me? Are you disrespecting me? No, di- no, you don't disrespect me. I, oh. I think he's disrespecting you. I'll tell you one thing. You're going to wake up with two bullets in the back of your head. You know who's going to win this? The guy who's... Let me tell you both something with your chippity-chippy voices. <laughs> I'll fucking kill you both. What? <laughs> Hello. 
Hello. <laughs> okay, hello. Who's this? Your, is this your son? Hello, uh, yes. I'm, I'm hi, his, Ma- hi, Mario. I'm his child. I thought that you were the one that was going to give me the newspaper article. <laughs> Wait, for what? About the, the shooting. Well, now you're supposed to bring us the gambling winnings. And the extortion money. Wait a second, I'm lost. Oh, oh, I get it. I got a little lost. He's a, he's a runner. He's a runner. He brings us our money from the gambling operations. That's right, and you guys still haven't paid me. And if you don't pay me, then there's going to be some serious business around here. <laughs> By the way, do you think, fade the music out, do you think that's true anywhere? Like, are there people that talk like that or that are... Sure. I guess it's like... Get, oh, the like, co- Cockneys have... Oh. And uh, I guess it's like when you go anywhere where they have an accent, there's still people that are they, that might be in the street yelling at each other. They just have an accent. So, of course, no shit. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. All that I'm just nothing. impressed all of us could do such a dead-on <laughs> Cockney accent. Well, it's not. It wasn't, was it? No, I think it was pretty good. Hello. Well, you, because uh, it's, it's some, it's, sometimes it's easier to do. Like, they say so certain fast. things... They don't, don't say brother, they say brava. There's like a V sound. Oh, that's, a, that's, like you re- that's like these actors that gain or lose weight for the part if they get that brother. <laughs> I'm gonna do, look, I'm not going to get it that good, I tell the director. You want me? <laughs> I'm not going to get the D. Uh, hey, showed up for set every day. Uh, you know, Andy Kindler makes fun of that sometimes, but I admire. You know, for the part, they, he literally smeared shit all over his face so he'd know what it would feel like to have a horse shit on him. Well, you know, there's an old line that I think... Uh, <laughs> That, uh, oh, from, uh, uh, oh, I don't want to say this. Re- you know when you have to reference a really respected actor that's so good? Freddie Prince but, Jr. But you, <laughs> <laughs> but you only remember their body of work by something that isn't. Summer catch. There's nothing they should be embarrassed about because it's a great comedic role. But I don't want to go from Tootsie. <laughs> right. What's his name? Who? The actor from Tootsie. Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman. He said about that, you know, they go, oh, yeah, they drank so they could get really drunk. He goes, oh, you should try acting. Right. <laughs> I love that line. Anyway, listen. Hello. Do you know my book is coming out? Ah, it is. Are you? Do I Tom know, Todd? Situation. Todd. Voted number one by the Book Club Association of America. Uh, Lyr- Lyricist Joe wrote a love song that I would have written. Can when I, I ask was... you a question first, yes. Todd? Seriously. Sure. I swear to God, I'm worried. Why? <gasps> Listen, oh, my God. You... I- I'm wondering if I should go to the ER room Look right at now. this fucking idiot jogging down the street like an idiot. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> idiot drive, jogging down. Who jogs on a major street? Yeah, who jogs on a major? What are like two idiots agreeing? Why can't they jog on any they want? But you found go someone? on a side road. Yeah, who, who the fuck jogs on a major street? You want people to see oh, that you're jogging? Idiot, everybody! What's what's he doing? Doing? Oh, I'm gonna jog down the street because uh, I'm wearing jogging shoes. No, I'll say it. I'll just jog right down Los like Santa like Boulevard. Like burr, burr. All right, listen. I have to. You. What did you say? <laughs> I like to jog with the traffic, so I feel like I'm going slower. More, more risk. Okay. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I got to. Well, uh, Joe, lyricist Joe, wrote a song. Yes. It would have been a song that I would have sang. This has to do with the book. Uh-huh. You know, with the, the topic, the nature of the book about me being Mark Marin. This would have been a love song uh, that I would have written when I was uh, growing up. This would have been like, you know, maybe I was 17, 18, and let's say I was. This would have been a love song that I would have written. Just any 
to be the right one She don't have to be perfect Just gotta have that One special thing Yourself, you son of a bitch. Well played. First very, of all, very, very good. never so take good. for granted that someone hears every show. So I'd like to explain that in context. But I do have something to add to why I'm totally okay with that song. And if I could have named the book that, although I think Simon & Schuster, I would imagine because they were so great at every step of the way that they might know something that they they, uh, they could easily have been right. That doesn't mean this I still like their fifth book they put out. Yeah, that doesn't... <laughs> <laughs> you do horrible homework. This, this doesn't mean that I... Thank you, Simon and Schuster. By the way, they had me over for dinner. Um, <laughs> Did they really? Uh, no. Uh, that that um, that that yeah. That they that there might have been a reason. So that doesn't mean that I still can't respect that they wanted to shy away from calling it. But for the people that don't know the whole story, um, I wanted to call the book if I could only meet a girl with cancer. Now I said back then that I wouldn't name it that. You, look, I'm not saying every person that had cancer would have to be okay with it because there's going to be some that wouldn't was be. Was that their idea or your idea? That was their idea not to call it that. Uh-huh. But I'm saying there. I said back then hypothetically, but guess what? Now I can answer from a different perspective, that that I would just care that the ones – that there would be the some that would go, no, 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 uh, a decent amount that would go – uh, because let's, if you didn't have an ironic sense of humor before you had cancer, you don't have it after. Right. But if it, uh, but uh, as long as it would, there'd be certain people with cancer that would be able to diligently explain that had nothing to do with making fun of cancer. And uh, a friend of mine's mom is going through it, and I asked her. I said, she goes, it, she basically said exactly what it was. It came out of her mouth. It wasn't that she agreed because who cares? She agreed with the clean, cleanliness, the cleanliness of her thought was exactly what mine was, and she said. Basically, in her own words, it has nothing to do with making fun of someone with cancer. It all has to do – sometimes something can be so pathetic. I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but she got mm-hmm. fucking close to George Carlin that it's funny because it's so maybe pathetic. And your plan was not well thought out. If I could meet a girl with cancer, <laughs> then she would die, and then I could tell everybody I never got over her. <laughs> it's just about it's, – it's, it's a little sad, but it's also funny, and it's like you know that would have been my thing. I never got over Karen. Oh, geez, you know. So that's the love song. So, but also had to do with what I wanted to name the book, you know. And I wanted to call it if I could only if all I ever wanted to do was meet a nice girl with cancer. That was the name of it. All I ever wanted to do was meet a nice girl with cancer. But then the subtitle was, and other stupid things I said and did to keep the closet door shut. I like that title so much that I was willing to put the word closet because I hate <laughs> right. that word too in door. in the title. Right. Oh, I would have been like, I yeah. So, so anyway, so. I love well, that song. Well, you know, song. for your sequel, for the second book. 
I'm already getting ready because this book, I got a nice, well, we'll talk about it. I don't want to talk out of turn. Got a good review in the New York Times. <gasps> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so impressive. He does these planned. He does the, no, ooh is a different thing. Ooh is like, ooh, but he does these other things where he goes, <gasps> John, John, how long? people read it. How long do you think a human being can stay awake? Just. Off the top of your head. How long do you think a human being? Genuinely? Yeah, before Because they... you look kind of tired. Yeah, well, I'm just wondering, because I, I ordered your book um, about two weeks ago uh, off of Amazon.com. That's a website. And I'm a little worried. I'm hallucinating. I haven't slept since. Um, of, I'm on 15 days without sleep. I've been pacing at the mailbox waiting for the book to come. Is Tom, that... you can't be doing this. Do you know you're in the book? I am? Yeah. I mentioned you. I, I, I didn't know where to put you, so I put you with the podcast crew. So I should, should I go to the ER? <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't even care about your sickness. You know, I mentioned you in the book. Maybe that'll get your ailment out of the way. Like, that's how powerful I think. Someone goes, Todd, I went to the doctor, and, and they said, you know, oh, what, they go, you know, you're in my book. They go, oh, I don't feel like my cancer is affecting me anymore. I'm on my deathbed. <laughs> my dad used to make cancer jokes when he was dying. He, he was like, he made cancer jokes constantly. Like, I remember really? he was, uh, he had this gnarly fucking lump on his neck uh, and i go and he's gross i said dad you know oh gross you know, they did mention uh, that uh um uh, smoking cigarettes um is not good for your health on every box he goes i thought that was just for pregnant ladies <laughs> 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 he, he, he cracked jokes constantly KMBC for yourself. It's a Tyler show. It's a Tyler show. Just KMBC for yourself. It's a Tyler show. It's a Tyler show. Just KMBC for yourself. It's a Tyler show. It's a Tyler show. Just KMBC for yourself. And my dreams are more than just dreams. Because when I dream, I dream of dreaming. And dreams when you're dreaming, allow me to dream, dreamy, dream, dreams. Live my living, dreaming life dream. <laughs> the Todd Glass Show, available on the Nerdist Network. Dream. <laughs> oh, God. Listen, I don't know where to go. Uh, hello. <laughs> I'd like to get some lasagna. I'd like to get some Hello. Uh, God, we've been having so much fun. I remember, um, oh, it just seems like so much happens. Oh, yeah. Memories press between the pages of my mind. Oh, it just goes so quick. Yeah. It really does. It feels like an instant. I remember, all I remember... Is we were playing that song. Yes. <gasps> oh, yes. Yeah. And you went, and then it was the song about if I could only meet a girl with cancer. And yes. then we were talking yeah. about it. And you were there, and you were there, and you were there. Tom, you we were there, too. It's like, it's like we all were there. We uh, were all there. And here we are. Remember, remember we said... Did we talk about Aristotle? We were like, he has some good news. Yeah. That was like the first time. Oh, we're like, goodness. what is that good news? Do you remember when we were doing the Cockney Memories. voices? <laughs> Aristotle, yeah, the Cockney voices. Oh, shut the... F I would have... That's one Why of those things. Why did we do that? We were just... Because I remember we were like, hello. 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 We were all like that. All right, listen. And then the Godfather. 
Did you guys? We have a sing along later. Did you guys all rehearse your part? Oh, yeah. yeah. You can tell by a high pitch. That's it. I want something to tell the truth. Tom. I, I love just unfolding everything in front of everybody because it's, it's, I don't know, it's more fun to me. Before the show, I said, remind me to tell Tom that when I asked if they rehearsed the song to overplay it. Like, of course we did because, you know, that's the bit that no one has it down pat. Who cares? You know now, but you would have figured it out anyway. And, of course, you go right into it because I forget to tell you, and you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, you're li- obviously fucking lying. Oh, yeah. Like, you're, that was an oh, yeah of like, yeah, yeah why are you asking? Yeah. Do it often. again. Hey, did you remember to do the song? Yeah. The, oh, you did? Of course. You rehearsed it? Well, why do you think it went up two octaves? <laughs> oh, well, you're right, because you're telling the truth. Yeah, that's how you know it's I'm the truth. worst detective in the world. Yeah. Did you, were you, where, where, where were you? At, what are your questions? Were you, were you at, were you at the mall at 10 I, o'clock? Are you asking me if I was at the mall at 10 o'clock? Yeah, were you? Yeah. All right, I guess Ooh. you were. Tom, I mean, you your voice get, went. Just get punched down, well, down What low? are you saying? No, when the what voice, you... when the voice goes up. Hey, play, play some of Tom's act. We, oh, we, found, a, we found your act. A, we, it, it's a little audience heavy. You can, you can hear the audience, but you can't hear you as much. I think it's right after one of your jokes. Todd! <laughs> I got you good. Todd! <laughs> you got, got my earliest stuff when I did cricket sounds. I did a no, whole thing. No. I come out Don't and do a grasshopper, to... then I'd be like, yeah, there's a fly. And then I do oh, my cricket. Hey, by the way, that's asking that woman in Dallas. Hey, when uh, when they caught you, when they showed the strippers, like, what what did you think? Did you know you were caught? What, and you asked their opinion. What do you think? Hello? No, what did you think? No, no, when, when Anderson Cooper, he played you kissing the strippers, and you already said, what did you think? No. no, no, you're not listening. Okay, you said that you didn't want, um, listen, I may want to repeat it perfectly. You didn't want your children to see kissing, even it was men or women, just men and women. They don't show that on TV. Your kids are watching. And then he found you kissing strippers. What, what, how do you feel about that? Nothing? Yeah, yeah, you don't have anything? Nothing? Okay, cool. All right, let's move on with the show then. So anyway, did you do your song? Did you rehearse? Yeah. <laughs> of course I did. I don't know what to do next. Oh, that's not a... Huh? I know, I know. I was, uh, um, not even for that reason. I just looked at something on the board that I'm excited to do. I know. Let's, uh, let's play Johnny. Oh, I got some stuff. Here we go. So Johnny Carson on... I got some stuff. Thank God. <laughs> Uh, Johnny Carson. I don't know why I love this. He because it's so much reminiscent. That's why I guess I I was like that seems like so much something I would do. And with the trumpet player on the show all the time, I'm always asking him these questions. So I'm stumbling upon a clip on YouTube, and it's Johnny coming back from commercial talking to uh, Doc. And he doesn't talk to Doc that often, but for some reason, Doc Severinsen is that his name? Yes. Yeah, he was the uh, the on the uh, musical guy. On like yeah, on the on the Tonight Show. So anyway, uh, I thought it was an interesting uh, interaction. And this is uh, here it is. No, it depends on what happened the day before. <laughs> but that's a high, a high B flat, right? Yeah. You're getting in the danger zone. With Try that. Do, do the high B flat again and then see, see if you can go above it. <laughs> uh, do the high B flat and do then see. You sneak. have any idea? <laughs> No, I don't. What I you're know asking takes... me to do? <laughs> I know. Twenty-three I know years, you've never asked me anything. Well, that takes. 
That takes great embouchure, as they say, right? Let's hear it, Doc. Great embouchure. You can want on us. Sneak up to the, uh, sneak, sneak on up. Well, uh, can't can we have the whole band play? No. I don't want to cover over this. I want to just clean. He, and he, he just fell to the ground. It was so. It was great. Those great real TV moments. Yeah, he plays it. He hits the note. And he just falls to the ground. And the trumpet falls out of his hands. And it's like you can tell. It's just like I feel like Letterman has those moments on television, and I feel like Jimmy Kimmel um, has those moments where you're just watching something real going down. It's yeah. it's great. It can still be done. It's not like I never would be one of those people. You know, it still happens. And there were phony shows back then too, where you didn't see anything real. Just those moments with some moments with Johnny were. Really cool. Well, but it's, anyway. It's interesting because someday, 50 years from now, people will watch a, a clip from Jimmy Fallon now, and it'll sound that old. I know everything. Well, you, that's the opposite of reminiscing we just did. Well, no. You know what it is? What's worse than that is when you don't realize, when you look back on stuff from 2000, and you look at the quality of it, or you look at the, the set, like the TV set, and you go, oh, it looks like I know so old. If that was 2000, it looks like you'd be from the 80s. You know? Well, especially the technology's been going so fast that you see a movie that's 10 years old, and the phones just take you out of the movie. <laughs> yes. You just go, oh, remember that piece of shit? <laughs> but, you know, it's 10 years ago. Listen. I am listening. I'm going to play something for you. Want to hear something? This is... Uh, <laughs> you were listening. Are you, are, are you good? I'm good. Okay, play this. I'm gonna, this, is, this is a song called... Um, uh, what, what's it called? Oh, it's called uh, Memphis. And, uh, mm-hmm. Something Memphis. Mm-hmm. You, but you'll who hear. wrote it? But, but I don't want to tell you. I want to guess who... If you can guess who's singing it. I even, I'll tell you the first person. The first person is... Randy Ch- Travis. <laughs> ding ding ding! The f- oh, we have to. Do oh, the- I should hear the song first. We have to do the game show. Do not forget to remind me to write this show. <laughs> I want to see Tom play the game show because I know that he'll bring me into <laughs> a convulsion. We'll do the psychologist too. Okay, we'll do the psychologist too. Oh yes! Reliable presenter of comedy. Yes. Okay. I like to know what's happening. You do, and you always <laughs> did. Um, the- <laughs> Look at me covering my notes like an immature baby. Um, okay, so this is Chuck Berry singing. You want to ask questions, who's singing with him? Try okay. to listen. If you right. can't figure it out, you can ask questions. Who's singing this song with Chuck Berry? Okay, go ahead. Long distance information. Give me Memphis, Tennessee. Try to find a party. Try to get in touch with me. Could not leave a number, but I know who pays Bob Dylan. It. Here's the problem. I'm watching it visually when I watched it when I when I sent this clip to Jake, and I don't know if it's interesting when you can't hear it. Like you you can't even tell that's Chuck Berry, and I'm telling you it's Chuck yeah, Berry. Right. So I don't. I think it's yeah, impossible yeah. to guess who's singing with him. Who was so I'm just gonna, it was John Lennon, but it wasn't oh. worth making. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Yoko Ono was back there doing something with a with a block of wood. Um, <laughs> you know that's not very nice. All right, so you um, you 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 uh, okay? Let's uh, Tom. Now, Tom. Your childhood. Yes. Because sometimes on the show we delve into people. Oh, yeah. I think it's interesting to think about people's childhood. It's what creates them, their background. Yeah, because sometimes you get a little anxious. You think so? Well, you've told me. 
for this. No, well, I'm not sure what you're referring to. Well, why do you think you're sometimes you get anxious? Why do you think you're so anxious? Oh, uh, what was your childhood like? Well, I mean, Dr. Glass, right? Yes. Um, it was a normal childhood. I mean, I grew up in Chicago and then moved to California. And I, I love sports, every kind of sport. I played basketball. And then, I'm listening. You know, you know, then the Hells Angels rolled through and, and burnt down our gym, and several of our teammates died. And then, you know, we won the championship Stop. the next year. Stop. I made the Stop. Win- winning shot. Stop. Yeah. Stop. I, Stop. I, 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 at the Tom? buzzer. The what the shot went in at the buzzer. We won. Tom. The place went crazy. And then yeah. Tom. Yes. Yes. Doctor Glass. Uh, um, Next time when I tell you to stop, keep doing it. <laughs> Make it even funny, <laughs> but not yet. It's good. We'll know. We'll have something to look forward to. Tom, repeat what you just said. I buried it. it. Answers the, your, the time's running out. Boom! Tom, sunk that bitch. Back a little. <laughs> Tom, back. Moved from Chicago to a Los little forward. Angeles. Little forward. Um, we uh, played basketball. I um, our, our team got uh, no, 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 no. Okay, the Hell's Angels burned down the gym. Rewind they, back, rewind back a little bit. Go Hell's- back a little bit. Okay, now right there. I'm a doctor that uses sound effects. You know, maybe I was. I did comedy, but then I don't want to. I don't. You know, for somehow I wasn't making a living, so I started being a therapist, and I and I hired Jake to do the soundboard for my patients, like just to keep them laughing. They go well, and uh, you know, my uh, so about five years ago, I lost my grandmother, and it was very sad being there at the house with her. <laughs> and I'm just kidding around. Uh, what's that feel like? <laughs> All right. So, Tom, I want you to <laughs> the doctor. He has little sound effects. Sure. Why wouldn't he? You know, he finally he gets you to like, you know, you're like, um, I'm just trying to think of a good a, a, something that would be. Uh, uh, I, don't, I can't find the music to play. Hold on. I, you know what? I Dr. Always, Glass, do I get extra time? I always while get you nervous. Your sound effects? What's that new? Oh, that Elvis thing we have. It's like Elvis. Um, are you the kind of... One, two, three, four! <laughs> no. <laughs> Dr. Glass, can, can we cut to the chase, Dr. Glass? Are you the kind of doctor that can Hold prescribe on. fun drugs? i got to find this. The Elvis glory, glory, hallelujah thing we have. You know what I mean? Okay, now you're telling me you're in my therapist's office, and you just said something. You hear what you're saying? Yeah. You're having a breakthrough. Oh, I get it. I get it. It's when I said I love basketball. No, no, pause the music. Pause the music. By the way, I know I went way off bit, but I think it was worth it establishing that music because now we have the crickets. Yeah. That music's great when we get you sort of to thinking yes. something, but we were breaking off and doing another bit was what if a sound therapist had sound effects. Let's do that later. Now let's go back to your thing. Okay. And I don't want to play the rewound sound for this, even though I told you to, which is back to the pureness of this bit. Then yes. later... Are you going to write down? Give me a pen. Uh, what am I hurrying <laughs> There's for? There's so much going on. I know. What am I hurrying for? Does anyone have a pen, or can you get one out of the case? <laughs> I have a candle. <laughs> I'll write it in wax. Thank you. Todd, where'd you get your medical degree to be a therapist? Please. University of DeVry. <laughs> I say please. <laughs> Sigh with sound effects. I love what I'm doing right now. This is the first time, the time you've ever written something down during the show. Yeah, because I always rush and I go, I don't have to. I go, take a second. Yeah. And you know what? As long as you get lost but you find your way, everyone knows exactly what happened. I wanted to do the bit we did with Paul Tompkins, but then this bit, psychologist with sound effects, happened. But so Todd is so distractible that he's taken the sharp and he started filling in his tattoo. <laughs> 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 
I'm like, hold on, I'll come right over. Have another drink, Tom Barton. Have another drink. Have another drink, you alcoholic. Have drink, Tom you know what that's It'd like? It'd be a shame if that one episode were to vanish from the playlist. When you drink in front of these, and I tell, I speak up, and when you come in here, no, I don't even want to make a joke because I loved when you were a little drunk like that. It's fun to see you like that, relaxed. There's nothing funny about alcohol abuse. It, there isn't. You know, because your dad was an alcoholic, right? Yes, he was. So you, you totally get that it's it's not good. Yeah, but he was funny when he had cancer. Oh, great. At least he redeemed himself. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I don't mean to talk. My, my dad is a great guy. Uh, so what are we going to call that song? Elvis what? That you just played. Glory, glory. Wait, what? Glory, glory. We're going to call it this. Okay. You see it? This thing? Yes. Not yet. Okay, so let's go back to you. Tom, Yes. what happened in your childhood? Well, I, I was born in Chicago. Great town if you ever got to get out there sometime. Uh, the whole family, we, we moved to California um, when I was in fourth grade. It was a tough move because I missed the all-star game for baseball. But I got there, and we started basketball, and I love sports. Let me tell you, we, grew, I had, we had a regular four kids, two Mom and dad at home, uh, you know, we had dinner on the table every night. And then, you know, it became, we had baseball season, basketball season, soccer, swimming. I played every sport, and I loved it. And, you know, one day the Hells Angels rolled through town, burned down the gym. A few people died. Maybe one of them was my brother. Um, oh, Tom. The, Tom? What? Yes. And But I kept, you know, the Tom, thing about that Tom, is Tom, basketball Tom, team Tom, brings people Tom. together. You got it. You got to listen. You got it. You I'm, can't I'm just plow past and, me. And that's like when Tom, you're out there on the court, Tom, with your with your teammates, Tom, Tom. Tom. Uh, you asked me about your, my childhood. I'm telling you about you, my you childhood. You said something that I want to take in and I want to soak in for a second. Okay. What happened? Just go back up a little teeny little bit. Oh, okay. You're talking about when I was dribbling down the court with no something happened. Who rolled into town? Oh, well, we moved from Chicago to California in, when I was in no, fourth grade. And I told you how traumatic it was. I missed the All-Star game. They killed your brother? I don't recall that. I mean, I don't see how that's a sport. Tom, tell me about your childhood. Tell me about your childhood. I, I, I moved from Chicago to California. Normal American upbringing. I love sports. The Hells Angels rolled through town, um, burnt down the gym, killed my brother. We rebuilt it. Uh, we won the championship the next year. I, I, I sunk the winning basket, and uh, then we went right into baseball season. The whole neighborhood was there. We're just I, I sold the most candy bars one year. It was great. Uh, the thing about our candy bars is you, who wouldn't buy them? It's $2, but you get a, t- a coupon for $2 off at the Pizza Hut. You know what I'm saying? And we had the almond kinds. We had regular chocolate. I mean, I probably ate half of them myself, to tell you the truth. I'm going to give you a direction. But by the time before you get to the Hells Angel thing, you go on for a fucking while. All right. <laughs> and, and it will become funny, trust me. Tom, I want I mean, you to I... tell me about your childhood with specificness. With sp- the specificness. Okay. We're looking to find a time when it might have made you anxious. Okay. Try to go to those details. Well, I remember details. When, when I first moved to California, and um, I was uh, on the basketball team, and I wasn't starting right away, and so I wanted the coach to put me in. And so I really hustled at practice. I went after every loose ball. You know, I showed up. I never missed a game. 
I really worked hard. I passed. I played a good, uh, a good team game. I got every rebound I could get. And uh, finally started putting me in, and it wasn't too long before the Hells Angels rolled through and burned down our gym. Ah, ah, uh, uh, and, but boy, then I was what, starting. All, you know, I earned my position. I earned my position Tom, on the starting team. Tom, and then the championship game, gotta, I, I sunk the winning basket. You, gotta, you know, after that, you, you know, Tom, scoreboard. Not, Tom, I can't stop you. You're plowing. The there was a moment that we passed, which I'm trying to get you back to. By yeah, the way, hustling. I don't like about... in the bit when you say it. I go, wow, ooh, what therapist would do that? <laughs> I mean, uh, the, the, even in a bit, I don't like the direction I took it. So anyway. <laughs> So, so hold on, stop. You're talking stop. about earning, earn, earning my place on the team. Like, no, I, Tom, here's the problem. I need to have a safe word with you because okay. when you hit a certain point and when you're telling me a story, I know I, I heard something you said, and I can't be the one that tells it to you. you got to say it. Okay. So when I sort of let's have a safe I get what you're going for. You're talking about when I moved here, there was some trauma. There was a certain traumatic experience or experience. Okay, when I lift my hand, that means you have to stop the story. Okay. Okay. Because that means I want to stop you and get right to what I heard that might lead you to some of your Thank anxiety. You, I think that we're going to get to the bottom of this. Go ahead. Tell me. Okay. Chicago's a great town, but the family left. The whole kitten caboodle got in the station wagon, moved out here to California. Oh my gosh, it was traumatic at first because I love sports, so I had to leave my baseball team. Didn't make the, didn't even get to play in the All Star game with my pals. But that's all right. You know, right away I got on a great basketball team. Some real terrific future NBA players were on that team. And, oh, my gosh, I wasn't starting. But I knew if I worked hard, I could make the team. And so I hustled, and I, I really went to every practice. And then I knew I was going to make it. And the Hells Angels rode through, and they burnt down the gym. My brother died. Stop. But then they rebuilt the gym. I made the Tom. starting team. Tom. And now that I make the starting Tom. team Tom. in the championship game, I Tom. sunk the winning Tom. basket with time Tom. running out. Oh, Tom. God. Just let's say I started from Tom, then on. Tom. <laughs> and Curtain. By the way, that's a new thing I want to do on the show and Curtain. Because you know when a bit just takes its course and you, someone's exhausted, let them take the goddamn Curtain. Oh, this will be our new thing. We will celebrate. We will celebrate bits. We will take these. This is that bit. You give me the end. The last, the last 20, 10 seconds. And so... I sunk the basket, won the championship for the whole team. I started, I earned my starting position from that season and from every season after it. You did that big good. I'm cured. Cured. Here's how good I am with energies. No bullshit to George Carlin. I'm very excited what Jake has. There's something he wants to share. Am I right? Oh, tell me I'm right. It's a good thing. That means, because I can tell, like, this bit's coming to an end, but I look at my periphery, as they say, and I go, he looks like he has something in him that he wants to share to, with everybody. To George Carlin, I'm being honest. What is it? Am I embarrassing you? Okay, what is it? I got to pee. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? Well, guess what? The good news is I have to pee, too. Um, so, not and I'm that. peeing right now. Yeah, no. <laughs> I hate my laugh. I don't hate my laugh. I love my laugh. I love Because laugh. when I'm laughing, I feel the best that you can feel. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go pee. And I'm going to...
little, and I and I love my laugh because when that laugh's coming out of me, I feel great. You go pee too. I celebrate it. Push it out, even if you don't have to pee. Swords. My life is living my dream, and my dreams are more than just dreams. Because when I dream, I dream of dreaming. And dreams when you're dreaming allow me to dream, dreamy, dream dreams. It's true. Live my living, dreaming life dream. You're listening to the Todd Glass Show. Dream, America. We'll be back. I like going dramatic. I dream of a dream. What were you saying when you listened to the show? I I was saying... um, First of all, if you don't listen to that bumper music and re- want to follow your dreams, then I don't know what your dreams are about. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to say... It is about this, isn't it? My life is living my dream. Maybe play it after what he and says. my dreams... You can pause it. What, do you, what did you want to say? All right, I, was, I feel like it's a compliment. I'm very excited. All right. I was saying that when they go to the gym... Like, a lot of times, you like to listen to some music that gets you going. Sometimes. And, and it makes you feel like you can lift more weights or go a little farther, do it. But uh, I noticed the other day when I was at the gym and I was listening to the Todd Glass show. That's the podcast that we're all on right now. <laughs> and I found myself actually being able to uh, muster up more strength to lift weights. So you can actually, because I was laughing. And there's something about laughing that makes Because you... when people are listening to the show, even what you're saying right now, it's like they're on the treadmill, right? Right. They're, do I have it in me? Right. I guess you have it in you. You Seriously, no bullshit. We might be doing comedically, but you fucking run. <laughs> I, I'm not even bullshitting around. Like you, you, yes. You can run an, you. run an extra five minutes today. Seriously, no bullshit. You gotta put, want it. Put this on a repeat. Go all the way. Keep going. I got you. I'm spotting you. All right, it crushed your stern. Jump up and down on the treadmill and punch somebody. The person next to you. And clean your sweat off the machine when you're finished. Be respectful. Come on, clean the sweat off and wipe it down. Where was the Elvis thing where he's talking? Play the beginning part of that. I want to play with this for a little bit. You've heard that before. Can we introduce our special guest that came here? Oh, yes, uh, Garrick. What Garrick is Bernard is here, you. everybody. Hi, Garrick. How are you today? Oh, no, How no, was no. your show earlier? No, no, Tom, Tom, I think because your friend's here, you're acting, you're doing No, great. no, I talk like this. He knows I took radio lessons at the UCLA <laughs> Extension radio course. Hi, everybody. It just seems phony. No, well, I don't know what you're talking about, Todd. You don't hear any phoniness in your voice? Fifteen minutes past the hour. Well, who, no one even asked the time. Garrett, do you know the time? All right, <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen. So so play this thing. and, and uh, Oh, and hello, Garrick. What's your last name? Bernard. Garrick. Garrick. Wait, I'm saying it wrong, aren't I? It's Garrick. 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 Garrick Bernard. Garrick Bernard. You're listening to The Garrick Bernard Show on PBS. <laughs> You're listening right to after- The Garrick Bernard Show on PBS. 
Why PBS? Fucking Following get, Word Girl. If I'm gonna make, <laughs> if I'm gonna make you have a show, why not put it on? You know. P- oh, by the way, I'm, I'm currently writing the last script ever of Word Girl right now. I watched. It'll a, be on in 2016. I I watched a little bit of it the other day, and then I I forget what happened. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> masturbated. <laughs> oh yeah, is that wrong? Um, can you play the beginning of that, Elvis? I can't play this mother. I can't play this mother. I'm gonna talk for Elvis. Watch. We put three clips together. Watch this. Listen to him. See? Took me a long time to learn to pull that handle, boy. On the guitar, pull the handle. Pull your handle. Hold him. Okay, give me some music. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Hear what he said? Listen again. Play it from the beginning. Play it from the beginning again. He's doing that thing with the guitar where he moves the handle. Oh, that. Okay. See? Took me a long time to learn to pull that handle, boy. You gotta know how to pull your handle. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you guys give me some music? I'm gonna make pretend I'm Elvis Presley. Maybe he made that joke and then he kept talking. You know, the band just played behind him. You know what I mean? I wish I could be like that. Give me some reverb, Bobby. Thank you very much. Oh, uh, that's right, baby. I'll tell you what, we're gonna do one of our hits right now. What are we gonna do, Elvis? That's right. Are you in my band? Yeah. I'm getting a little tired of people saying things behind your back, Elvis. What are they saying behind my back, Bobby? Well, what were you saying earlier, Jake, about his drinking? Well, I was just saying that maybe that you put on a better show if you didn't drink heavily beforehand and just after, you know? Can you believe Can you Wait, believe this? This sounds like more of a conversation we would have backstage, not in front of the audience. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, in all fairness to you, he started it. Ah, uh, you were laughing that's, at him. That's what I was saying. I mean, let's put on a show right now. We're already everybody's listening, so I wanted to be like Elvis, more like Elvis is like, you know, the band's playing. He's about ready. Let me show you what I wanted to do without the, the with the, the bits. I'll just do the talking through. Okay. Elvis is talking and Elvis is talking and Elvis is talking and then Elvis is talking. He's talking. He's talking. But when he wants to start the song, all of a sudden he waits till he gets a big laugh and then he does this. We're going up. You know, he just. What happened? We're going up, and it never said we're going down. Supposed to? Oh, you didn't get. We're going up. You didn't get the whole song. I thought we were just going up. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, fuck. Hold on. Pause it. Should we take a second and go get it? It's like we're going up. We're going down. I wanted to make it like he finally starts singing the song. We were all doing a different bit. I was doing the one where I defend Elvis. Like I know that's <laughs> it. Okay, I think I got it now. But put it on because it'll be better. We're going up. Because we can keep going too. We're going down. We're going up, we're going down. Just like another 10 seconds of it or even a minute of it. You know, like 30 seconds. You know. As long as it goes. We're go- By the way, the fade was really good. Don't you want to put it in a square? I got it. No, but don't you want to put it in I know, somewhere? I got it in a square. Oh, you do, honestly? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Um, now I'm paranoid. About what? There's a show right now. Why? It just seems like I'm. Searching for things. Todd, did something traumatic happen in your podcast life? Oh, I'm not doing that bit. That's exhausting. <laughs> oh, I don't even lie for a second. The, 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 well, I mean, I just remember I mean, when I back. was younger. Well, motherfucker. <laughs> well, my, my, uh, I, I grew up in Valley Forge, Pennsylvania. You know the funny thing about Valley Forge is because you would drive through that park every uh-huh. day in my school bus. Well, about... Five years later, after I'm doing stand-up comedy, some comedian friends are in Philadelphia, and they go, hey, you should, uh, you know, take us to some sites. So I take, well, you know, I remember Valley Forge Park, and I took him to that. And they're like, you fucking drove through here every day and didn't appreciate this? I go, I was in high school. I didn't care. 
And that was during high school. And then, well, actually, that was junior high. Then right after junior high, I ended up, oh, my God, I went to Conestoga High School. You know what? That's when I really started making a lot of friends. And, yeah, it it was a better time for me. And then I started doing stand-up comedy back in Philadelphia when I was only 16 years old. And uh, so, well, the one thing I do remember is... uh, um, It, it, well, well, uh, fuck. Okay, let me go back to the bit. And uh, we just had a really great time, and everything was, you know, it was just a lot of fun. And I remember laughing. And uh, every Saturday, my family would get a thing of silly string, and uh, my dad would let one of the dogs murder one of us. And that summer. What are you, you were saying your dad let one of the dogs the silly attack, string? At- attack you? I'm, I'm, I don't have the energy for this bit. It's a hard bit. Is that good that I'm just honest? Does anyone yeah, understand? It is a hard bit. Oh, it's you gotta exhausting. Be fresh for this bit. You gotta, you gotta, Derek, you're going to have to turn into the, tune into the previous three episodes to get the backstory. <laughs> yeah. I'll explain later if you need me to. Let me play the beginning part where Elvis is talking, right from the beginning. I want to see how we could do this. Here we I go. can't play this, mother. A little bit. Can you put some reverb in my mic, dear? Come on, man. Hey. See? See? That's right, baby. Took me a long time to learn to pull that handle, boy. <laughs> You heard me. You got to know how to pull your handle. That's right. You got to know how to pull your handle. <laughs> Guys, why don't you give me a little beat back there and let's do something professional here tonight because we're going to really do a show for this crowd. And uh, I'll tell you what, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to do some of my hits. And after the show, I'm going to get fucked. <laughs> ah, oops. Did I say that out loud? <laughs> That's right. What if he said that so crude like that, but then he starts his song? So right after I go... I'm getting fucked. Start singing. Like, you know when they get their laugh and then they can go right into the beat? So I'm going to tell you one thing tonight, folks. The reason I'm going to do a good job, and I'm going to give you everything I got. I normally give everything I got, but I'll tell you what. Tonight, I want to get fucked. That's right. We're going up. We're going down. We're going up. Yes. We're going down. Okay, we got. let's do it again. Do you get it now? Mm-hmm. What's wrong? Why are you? Why are you? Glear, glear? Did I? Did I do it wrong? No, I thought that's what you wanted until right now. Oh, that's okay. But you, uh, okay, here we go. Play it from the beginning. I can play this, mother. A little bit. You're doing it too. I am. What am I doing? Sure, you are. You're going to do it. No, you're going to do the bit. I am. Why? Well, not if you don't want to. <laughs> I, I'm it's just been learning a long the time bit. Time to learn to pull that handle, boy. I haven't learned to pull the handle. Don't know how to pull your handle. Maybe I'm lobbing shit at everybody. <laughs> I tell you what, uh, I don't like my bit no more, but I'm going to try to do it. But I'm going to, you know, there you go. Thank you very much, guys. I'll tell you what, tonight I'm going to do the best show I can because guess what, Elvis, he wants to get fucked. We're going up. We're going down. I don't know. You know what? If Elvis wants to bail on a bit, then he should bail on a bit as an artistic okay. choice. Shut the music off. Let's go to that bit. You're the, uh, you're the guy who really cares about me. Like, you're saying, you're coming behind my back. You know I have a problem. He's the kiss-ass. Okay. Okay? I want to so, keep uh, everyone's checks coming. Yeah, you want to keep everybody's checks coming. And you know, you don't... When, the minute you tell... Okay, it, w- the show just ended midway through. The audience walked because Elvis was swearing and, and he was saying things wrong. So they ended the show and now we're backstage. And can so I, we're going to the Ridge bit. Yes. Yes. Yeah, can I pl- can I play one of the uh, guys that's ki- ass kissing to Elvis too? Yeah. <laughs> okay, who's gonna play Elvis? Oh, who cares? Nobody in this bit. They're talking behind his back, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. When Elvis? No, no. Elvis should be there, he, yeah. but he could just be a sloppy mess. You can play Elvis and one of the kiss ass. Okay. Okay, the music fades out. We're just backstage. 
Wow, that was good. Good job. How was that show tonight, guys? Great, Elvis. Good job. Good job. Yeah. What were you saying, Jake? That I drink too much. Well, I was just, I was just saying that uh, during the show, if you don't chug vodka while the show's going on, they'll know that you're more of a responsible human being. Whoa, 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 whoa. Can I say something else? Hey, tell me how I want to know if what I'm doing is not Did, good. No, I, no, no. Is Jake telling me the truth over here? Listen, if if Elvis wants to, in the middle of blue suede shoes, dribble a half a bottle of vodka. <laughs> Onto his second pea-stained jumpsuit. It's been, it's an artistic choice. It's a choice Elvis made, and I think it was a good choice. I think the audience liked it. Uh, I think well, they, they left early because they got that. enough show for their money. I do that, a good job, right? You sure did, Elvis. Yeah. I, I don't know what he's talking How about. How long did I do tonight? I don't want to. How long did I do? How long did I do? You d- you 20 did. minutes, but when you do 20 <laughs> minutes, that's like a regular guy doing an hour and a half. That's right. I mean, I don't want to say that... That you got that you were in any way more out there than then any why other. did you? The thing is that when he chugged the vodka, he was upside down in the crowd, and there was fifteen minutes of that twenty minutes of no singing whatsoever. It was just Elvis. I'm just trying to have a good time up there, baby. When Elvis was just trying to have a good time, and when yeah. Elvis is having a good time, the audience has a good time. Uh, they know he was playing. I was playing. Uh, Thank I you, really Tommy. don't want to sound like the bad guy. I really don't. But well, they don't paid. What they paid a lot of money to see Elvis. I'm Elvis Presley. God damn it! I'm sir, Elvis Mr. Presley. Mr. Presley. I want to know the truth, Tommy. Are you lying to me? I would never lie to. You. I thought that was the best you show. You think 20 I have minutes seen. is too short? How long have I known you? 20 years I've been watching shows. Tonight was by far the best show I've <laughs> ever seen. He's such Are you kidding? You were just He's fine. So full. Full. Uh, I Jake. don't want to be this guy at all. Well, yeah. what's the problem, Jake? The thing is, they. <laughs> Paid for a show, and you were out there for twenty minutes. He yeah, does I, have a point. You time were out, out there no, being no, Elvis for twenty minutes. He does not have a point. Can I just time out? E time out. I Hold just on, they say, just said that I only did seven minutes tonight. You know what? Everyone's up. clock is different. Time out. Can I just say this? E, it's me or him. Who do you want on your? Because I can't deal with someone going behind your back and acting like you're not the king when you are the king. Is it? Who is it? Oh, I gotta go with. You know, Bye. Fierce. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, E. That was a great show tonight. <laughs> he keeps feeding it to me. Oh, it's so great. Meanwhile, Jake's character is right, and he cares about right. me. He's trying but to save his if life. you cared about Elvis, you weren't, you know, yeah. the ones that really cared probably go, yeah, they got, because it was, you did a great job. He goes, you said one time ago, Elvis didn't forget the words. He knows his audience doesn't know the words. He doesn't <laughs> want to outshine them. <laughs> he, he knows his audience doesn't know the words. You're such a kiss ass. Because the kiss ass guy, everything he says, it's it, it was an artistic. So every mistake yeah. Elvis made was an artistic choice yeah. to expand the envelope of his performance. Yeah, he he made an artistic choice. Like no matter what it is, even if it's vomiting during "Love Me Tender," Elvis, you know, it's spoken word with him. I don't know what voice to do. I'm going up. I'm going down. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. All right, listen, this is a professional show. Did you all rehearse the song I told you to rehearse? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's do it. Put reverb in the mics. Hey, 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 hey,
And I'm gonna get on the house mic, uh-huh. and then you're backing me up every night. Like it's sort of like one of those Paul Anka where they get the guy yelling at the band. I'm talking to you guys after the show because I don't feel you're following me. But for the bit, you just do it. The noises you were just making were perfect. You know what I mean? So hold on. Two, three, four, one, two. Look at it. So I hate starting bits because it's hard. So everyone knows what we're gonna do. Just start playing the music, and we insinuate that we are in front of like a group of people, maybe a thousand, and we're, we're performing. And afterwards, you're getting yelled at because uh, the show didn't go too well. I didn't think. And here's the show. Later backstage. Everybody's down. I'm gonna try to make it seem real. You know, you always hear some. They're always talking in the other room at first. You don't right away hear them. They're like. Yeah, and I think the show went pretty well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. You know, it's pretty good crowd. Our best. Everybody was out there. Great job. Do do we got do we got to pay for these beers? Wait, what? What? Is the beer free? What's going on out there when I'm out there singing? Are you guys? Do do you guys want to work in a band? Yeah, what are you yeah. saying? What are you saying, boss? Tell me, what are the words to the song when we go in? The closer? When we're, there, when we're doing the closer. Yeah. The homage to mishmash. I thought we were, we were just talking about that. We were on. What, what are you singing? You, you want me to sing right now what yeah, I'm singing? I want you to sing All right, right I'll now. I'll tell you right now. I'll sing it. Higher and a half or move the car and move. It's hanging on the What did I say? That's what I thought I said. Well, you're not. you got to know what you're saying. What are you singing? You know, we rehearsed it many times before, but I'll, I'll do it again right now if do you want me to. Do it all by yourself, because when I pay you, do you does your check clear? Yes, sir. Well, I want you to know the words of this song. Okay. Go ahead. That's not even right from the beginning. You sound like you're choking. So when I throw to you guys, I'm going to throw to you right now. Okay. Do you guys can, synchronize? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we're synchronized. Yeah, we, we're we practice. Anyway, guys, you should be able to go that quick. Go. Three, Three two. two. Can I tell you? Stop, stop. I literally feel bad for Tom as that character because you were trying so hard to fool. Like, you need this job. So you were, like, looking at everyone, trying to give them signals with your hands. Like, go higher, go lower. Make it look like we're synchronized somehow. So it's, the, it's the bit we, we never knew the words because we don't know what you're saying. And Nobody just... does. It's fun just to do. Play it again. I want to try to do it right now. Let's try to really take it seriously. <laughs> This is fun to do for the people at home. Are there real lyrics to this? We should get the real lyrics. You want the real lyrics? No more sorrow. No more sorrow. No more sorrow. We have people in China that listen to our show. People in China that listen to the show. goes out to China. 
We love you, China. Hey, Fräulein, bitte melden, ist das Memphis, Tennessee. Ich suche überall mein Baby und mein Baby heißt Marie. Sie rief mich gestern Abend an. How much you can't have more fun than this? Yes. If you're listening at home, and I hope you are, let me tell you, there's about six people in here. We're having more fun than the, the billion Chinese people. Turn it off. China. Hello, China. Um... Before the show, we were. <laughs> I wanted to say, oh, we have Chinese listeners, and this because obviously it's not, you know, it's not. Uh, would you say Chinese? I, I think so, yeah. So, uh, but what is it? Is it French? I said, oh, so I go. I'm just going to go. Hey, this is for our Chinese listeners. Again, the guy is unaware. And then Jake, before I said it, goes, oh, we should just say this is for our Chinese listeners. I'm like, what the fuck? How would you think of the stupidest thing? <laughs> you know, it's like such a weird, odd thing that we both thought. It ends up he read it off of my notes. This one over here, Jake. <laughs> I didn't like where that mm. bit was going. You know me, big note reader. Hello. Hello. Uh, listen. Um, Hello. Let's Ger- do th- Garrick, can you do any accents? Can you do a Cockney accent at all? Uh, yeah. Let's hear it. Seriously? Hello. <gasps> Holy shit. Holy shit. That, remember what I said? He needs positive feedback. Positive feedback. That is so, so good. I mean, we've never, and we've been around. We have. I mean, I've said to myself before the show, I've never seen anything unbelievable. It's like, a cross it's like so brilliant. Beckham. Yeah. Were you, wait, hold on, time out. Were you, were you actually really born there? Real. Because no, that's, yeah, that seemed that's, like he was born there. That's yeah. a good question. That was very, very good. I was thinking like, oh, my God, is he from Cockneyed? Yeah. Because that city is beautiful in yeah. the winter. Do you have cocks on your knees? Because that sounds so original. <laughs> You never see Garrick and um, that Cockney guy in the same place at the same Hello. time. Hello. 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 Hey. Hello. All right, stop it, guys. Let's come on. This is a professional show. Ring, ring. Hello. <laughs> ring, ring. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that so stupid and funny to me? <laughs> <laughs> this is what I'm turning into. I am officially a shitty show. What, I make laugh and then we play this? Is this what I offer people? What have I become? <laughs> Who's doing this? What if you drove? Well, I'm gonna put your head on my wall just like I told you, baby. You can't talk no more. You can't eat no more. Eat no more hot dogs. I'm gonna put your head. I put it on my wall. I lost my virginity to this song. True story. Can you imagine? Try to imagine it. I don't want to ruin the song, but imagine it. Imagine it. Keep imagining it. All right, we're in church. Okay. (laughs) I would like to celebrate... Right now, that thing when you said, oh, we're in church? Yes. That made me laugh hard. I'd like to celebrate it. How would you celebrate (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) By the way, would you believe that I lost my virginity to that song? Sure. I remember it happening (laughs) because... All right, that's not funny. That's not funny. 
Jake makes jokes. Everything's funny <laughs> to Jake. One day somebody's going to get hurt. Um, beneath these windy skies. The Todd Glass situation. Voted number one by the Book Club Association of America. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Nobody, nobody said. You want to do the therapist with sound effects? Sure. Uh, Wait. Is it uh, Robbie? Yeah, let, let Robbie, move over to his mic, and you both can do it. Now roll your whole chair around there. Remember, not, not a lot of microphone movements. You get very upset. You know who gets upset? Garrick. Garrick, you got to show. Whenever I know I'm losing him, I mention his name. He perks up. Garrick, 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 Garrick. What's your last name again? Bernard. Garrick Bernard, ladies and gentlemen. Like the dog. Don't, what? Don't be rude. Wait, can I just try something? Garrick, where'd you go to high school? Oh, no, don't do those shitty interview styles. Oh, God. I want to hear how he says it. Palisades. You don't say. Excuse me. You went to school with rich people. Say the whole name of the school. The whole system. Oh yeah, look at me. I walk out my front Charter High School. Oh, oh. Here's how I walk out of my front door every day. Every day I walk out. Why do you put that on the sweatshirt? Here's here's him walking out of his front door every day. Is this how you guys walk out of your house in Palisades? You just walk out your front door every day, and life's pretty good down there, ain't it? Is this how you get into your car in the morning? Yeah. Don't you have an orchestra? <laughs> Wouldn't it be great to have an orchestra? It is. Oh, excuse me. Ah, this is when I sometimes think, why can't I just sing once in a while? Like, yeah. Like, just why can't it flow out just for once? How could that fucking hurt nature letting that happen by accident? Let me think that I figured out how to sing and then I'll never do it again. One day. Oh my God, Todd, I had two dreams in one week where I was singing beautifully in my dreams. I, I, to George Carlin, I was singing beautifully and I woke up and for like a split second I thought I could sing. But I, it wasn't, it was just my dream. Because <laughs> you know what? That would be a, quite a dream for me to, uh, to like. <laughs> Because when I dream, I dream of dreaming. And dreams when you're dreaming, allow me to dream, dreamy dream dreams. Live my living, dreaming life dream. Everybody. Yeah. Oh no, you're right, you don't applaud. This is for Jake. What we're celebrating right now was the decision to roll in the dreamy dream dream without anybody knowing, bringing a heightened hilarity to the evening here at the Todd Glass Show. Ladies and gentlemen, you can feel it in the air. Very rarely does an applause like this be given for a sound cue. It proves the power of a well-placed sound cue waiting there with perfect comedic timing and the ability to pick the right song. This is why moments like this happen. It's equivalent to a grand slam if you were at a baseball game. And the crowd is, you can feel the electricity in this room. It sounds like a round of applause that is not prepared to die down very shortly. These people are showing their excitement. It's the 121st perfect sound cue in podcast history. Jake Adams. His Twitter handle is at Jake M. Adams. 
That was so much fun. You never know what's going to happen on this show. <laughs> oh, jeez. I like to celebrate, if you don't mind celebrating that what we just did. I like to celebrate it with a trumpet. Tr- when you say the trumpet, I think of this. Oh, my God. Can you play it from the beginning again, and I'll bring it in? What if I did that thing where I said I was singing, but you're, like, you know, where the trumpet player, I'll bring, uh, I'll, you know, where the, where the trumpet player makes up for the person that can't sing, so they just go in for, like, and that's the way I felt. Sound really and, good, and then you applaud, like because it doesn't matter. Great song, yeah. Like he, he, and this, and this, this person is constantly blaming the trumpet player. Hey, I thought you were gonna bring him home after my song. Yeah, I'm not bringing them home. I'm pleasing them, and they're applauding only for me. It has not. Let me try it one more time. Even going for it worse. Wait till I'm just done. Wait till I give you the sign, and don't bring it up loud, but not too loud. Give me what are the shittiest words to end a song with. <laughs> Anybody? Uh, I mean, what would I? What would, I don't want to do the whole song. What's the last twenty seconds of the song? Give me something. Let's make something up. And you, you know, were yeah. And I never saw you again. Okay. <laughs> okay. Give me a lot of reverb. Aristotle, be honest with me. And I'm not kidding. Does the, does extra reverb cost more money? Did yeah, Katie Chris, tell you? Chris Hardwick told me to. You know, are we ever going to hear about that? The... But that that uh, Aristotle. Surprise. No, not today. Oh. That's a next weeker. Oh, all right. That's what they call I thought it you said business. we would hear it today. And what was your line that you gave me in a song? And I never saw them again. Or and can you put a lot of reverb in the in the in the trumpet oh, too, so it sounds like in the same. So it sounds like it's in the same room with me. That's called uh, uh, radio talk. I want the trumpet to sound like. Listen, what Echo can do. I want that trumpet to sound like it's in the room with me at the same place. Even in this bit, we're asking people to imagine before they heard. Me singing and then this trumpet. See if we echo can make the trumpet seem like it's in the room with me. Here we go. What was the line again? <laughs> what was it? I, and I never saw you again. Okay, you again. And I never, ever, 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 ever saw you again. You do it. You do it. It's so silly, but it's fun to do. Go ahead. Give me your can. Yeah. <laughs> can I, okay, can I get some reverb? Oh, you have it. Okay. <laughs> Don't give him more reverb than me. Give me all the reverb you have left. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're holding it back for Todd. Give me all the reverb. I know. You, you don't want to waste the reverb it's like, budget. It's like on, a propane tank. Yeah. And we only have so much reverb left. <laughs> Got to make it last. Okay, go ahead. And I never, ever, ever saw you again. 
ever. No, let the trumpet player do the work. Ever. As I was saying. <laughs> Worst song in the world. Just, As I was saying, I think you ran out <laughs> he of wants, lyric. He wants to get the last word in if the trumpet player won't let him. Guess who's on the phone? Who's on I'm, the phone? Swear to God. Really? Jerry Seinfeld. You want to talk to him? Sure. Jerry, there. Yeah, how you doing, Todd? Hello? You know it's a real bit. You know why? Because we play those sound effects. Oh, it's a real show. Excuse me. Please leave a message after the tone. Oh, he's on the air, though. He's on the... We, we, we play that for whatever the bit is. Well, Even, we, we screen our calls. Right. Thank you. We make it make sense. We make that sound effect work. A lot of other shows, they're like, oh, we better get a ringing sound. Well, oh, we're so nervous. We better get the right sound effects. Our comedy stands for itself. We play that phone effect. It means we're calling or we're making a call or we're getting a call. People get it. So Jerry Seinfeld's on the air. Is he, is he there? Is Jerry there? Please leave a message after the tone. He's live on the phone. Jerry, how you doing? Hey, guys. How you doing? Hey, Jerry. Tom, how are you? Great. Good to hear you. I'm, I'm, I'm doing good. I, I, we, we have a little bad connection, I think. I love the show, by the way. It's so funny. Can you I'm do a, some observational comedy I'm a big us. Robbie Kirkhoff fan. I heard he broke up with his girlfriend. Is that true? <laughs> Well, I don't know if he wants to talk about it. I, I do know one thing. It's amicable. Uh, they both, you know, that's what he was telling me. Oh, uh, that's good to know because I'll tell you what, this fucking girl that I was going out with once. I, I don't want to do the bit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. Oh, be the therapist. You're going to be the patient. And I use sound effects. So, Robbie. Yeah. How was your week? My week, my week was pretty good. I uh, I had my first massage. I went oh. to my first massage. That was really nice. nice. That was a good treat. And were you able to relax when you had the massage? Yeah, I, w- I was pretty relaxed. Like, what do you mean? Like, how re- like really relaxed or just like regular? Oh, I'm sorry. I oh, asleep. am I boring you? Yeah, no, 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 no. That's you? just a joke. I do that to make the people laugh. That's all. It's I a, thought I was paying I, you money to you, be my therapist. Okay. I'm it's boring a, you. It's a type of therapy. Meanwhile, oh, okay. meanwhile, by the way, for the for the for the truth, for the for the record of the bit, uh-huh. it's not a type of therapy. This guy's sick. He tells people he's just so bored of doing his job. He goes, "No, it's a type of therapy. It's not," <laughs> and he knows. Yeah, it. yeah. Yes, it's a, it's just laughology. They call it. It and, is, uh, and it's just a way to. to Oh, you, are well, you drinking after too? After I hear your stories, I need a drink. No, oh, no, that's a joke, and your stories this is very are very unprof- You're drink. You're drinking while I want you to know that I'm glad you seemed that you were able to try to. You had fun this weekend, and I want you to know. Yeah, I was getting a massage. Oh, I gotta then, go. My baby's crying. I'm oh, kidding. You have, I have a baby plenty here? of time. No, it's just a sound effect. Do you, it's a do type you have of a license? Therapy. What's it? Listen, I'm proud of you. Oh. I'm proud of you because I think you're making a lot of progress. And the fact that you were able to get yourself into a happy place this weekend. Yeah, yeah. I'm proud of that. Yeah. I really the am. The massage really helped. Oh, you, got, oh, you did get yeah, a massage? Yeah, and we had a, our family had a softball game, and the softball game is, oh. No, no, no. You shouldn't have done that. In all fairness, that's my drummer. That's for you're, another. You, only, you sh- think I do you're making, are you making fun of my family? No, I do a different show after this. Well, where's your family? Where's well, your, just be just well, my parents are uh, dwarves, and then my sister and... Oh, excuse me. Uh, this is going to be a long, uh, long session. And then my sisters are regular. They're just like regular people. Well, everybody's and, regular. Yeah, yeah. But they're just like regular. That's and a then, good way uh, to say it. Everybody's regular. Did yeah, you ever yeah. think about that? Yeah, yeah. They're just regular. Nobody's and, uh, not regular. You are, you are what you are, and that's regular. Everybody's regular. Yeah, but there's different type of regulars. Yeah, but like my parents were were dwarves, and then my sisters were regular with me. We're all regular. Well, I want you to know that I'm really... And then uh, we, I hit the home run that day. I hit the home run that day for our, our team. We won. Right, why are you a, laughing at that's me? Why, a, why? I'm not, that's a song that I was going to... I pre-recorded because I thought it just lightens the mood sometimes. Listen, I'm, I'm tired of this bit. <laughs> <laughs> 
<gasps> you want to do? I could do that Elvis one where he talks dirty. You. Oh, he doesn't have to talk dirty. He's just—I mean, he uh, he leads up to the song. Yeah, and then and when says, and when like, he goes to sing, get... he throws. Okay, yeah, I'd be happy to. You know, yeah. Maria, I'm even glad you want to do it. Yeah, I wanted to do oh, it. You make my whole night, oh, huh. Tom. Oh. Can what? I get can I, I get some know. reverb for it? Sure, oh, I like yeah, that you're got... asking for reverb. Yeah. All you're doing is asking Sorry, for a lot of great things. We're yeah, all out. Uh, you, Tom, did you use oh, it? Tom, Tom used all the reverb. He told me to use Tom. Of the reverb. Oh, did you use all the reverb? Uncurdy. He didn't even offer anybody any. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm still here. Try, try it now. Oh, hold on, but, Jerry. Hello? hello. Oh, Tom, there's some reverb. You're cool. You're cool, man. Thank you. Oh, hello. Oh, Play Elvis oh, first. Oh, Elvis. This is how Elvis sounds. This is how Elvis. Oh, the reverb puts you in the same room. Put oh, reverb yeah, in Elvis, yeah. too. I want to put, put him in the same room. That's the new way I talk. A lot of yeah. reverb. I'm going to die on the toilet. Let him go first. It took me a long time to pull that handle, boy. You got to know how to pull your handle. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, I uh, I appreciate you all coming out here to L.A. L.A. today, coming out of this concert. I really appreciate it. Home. Oh, I I really love coming to L.A. because we got a lot of we got a lot of movie stars out here, and I love being around the movie stars. Just so after the show, they can just come back and suck my dick. That's why I love. We're going up. We're going down. Oh man, do I love when there's this. All these Hollywood stylists is coming over and slobber on us. Just me. got scared of the mic. It hit me in the nose and I got petrified. <laughs> I thought a moth landed on my face. I'm sorry. Um, is everybody all right? Are you? Okay? I'm all right. Why are you looking at me funny? What's going on? Are you looking at me funny? No, I'm just looking at you normal, but you're funny. <laughs> Make it a positive. <laughs> I don't know what to do. We could take a break. Yeah, we have to go in for the descent. Go so quick. Robbie, what? is everything all right, though? Yeah, everything's all right. We have my grandma's song. You want to hear my grandma's song? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, so, and then we'll end with... Um, Tom Martin. What, what are we going to end Tom with? Martin. Reliable presenter of comedy. Tom Martin. Tom Martin. Tom Martin. I know how to get the crowd back. I, wa- <laughs> I wake up in my sleep sometimes saying that. Hey, we have a lot of... <laughs> I'll just say, Tom Martin. Oh, my God, what is happening? We have a lot of people that listen to the show in Australia, so we want to give them a little... Shout out. Put another Tom on the Barbie, right? No, is that bad? <laughs> they hate that. Hello. <laughs> Hello. 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 We're from Australia. We're from Australia. We're from Australia. Right, how, on how many levels are we being offensive right now? I hope none. Because <laughs> all we're doing is being morons that don't know that this isn't, right? I think I'm right, Tom. Come to my, come help me. Or I don't mind going. Oh, you know, sometimes you're doing a bit. You're like, oh yeah, that was creeping down like some. <laughs> I, I, by the way, I saw a comedian. What are you making a face like that for? Trying to scoot up to the table. Yeah, okay. scoot up. Well, you look like a, a just ridiculous. Um, that bit was just the whole joke was that like we don't we're so stupid that we don't know different languages. But there was no uh, there was not a. Would you think it was racist? No, I don't think. I th- what was the word you used? We were because we were using British accents with Australians. Australians are very sensitive about oh, is that true? Their culture, I feel like. They're, yeah, See, I've heard, on, I've heard on other podcasts they get they get uh, upset about you know 
different nomenclatures about their culture that they get wrong, and they'll write in and be like, you got this wrong. Somebody, I don't know, I know exactly what you're talking about, because I just heard comedians say the mistake, like, you, he was going over to, like, perform somewhere else, and uh-huh. he was talking about exactly that, like, don't make a sloppy mistake on stage and then reference it as, because, oh, I think of it as Europe or something, because uh-huh. I did that a little bit when I was in um, Amsterdam, so I know what you're talking about. I kept thinking it was... Uh, France. Or, or <laughs> is it Sweden? Amsterdam? Oh, it could be. No, that's all right. I, was, I kept saying, whatever I said, they didn't like it. Wherever city. Oh, Florida. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I go, it's good to be here in Florida. Actually, they do like it because in their mind, the stereotype of American is that they don't know European geography. So it just reinforces it, and they love it. Like, oh, Americans. No, but guess what? I don't represent Americans. I just, I'm Todd Glass, and I don't know a lot of things. What did you bo- say? What, what did you just say? I said, I'm Todd Glass. Before that. <laughs> um, I said, I was talking to the show. We were Be saying after it's good that. to start the show. I don't and represent we, what? Did you just say you don't represent America? America? You got a problem with America? America? I'm going to tell you something about me and America, Tom. It better be good and patriotic. Remember a long time ago, you said that it seemed like the other side gets to make pretend they're more patriotic than me or you. That rings a bell. Maybe the reason I want to be decent to people in the name of patriotism. Leave people alone. I'm patriotic. I'm defending the small guy. I'm a motherfucking patriotic motherfucking steamrolling fucking fair machine. And I'm going to plow over you as you may pretend to wear your chamois garment of hate and disgust and try to dress it up as religious freedom. I'm coming with my motherfucking open-minded decency in the name of fucking patriotism, and I'm plowing you over, motherfucker. Watch the fuck out. You're going to lose like you do every time in the history of this world. You lose. God bless America. I withdraw my complaint, Mr. Glass. Thank you. I came out great. Yeah, you're, I have to you're, admit. you're a good American. I felt like I took it back. Yeah. Plow. We're going to plow over you. Oh, I feel so much That's better. That's very American, plowing over people. Sure. <laughs> How you doing? What about what about? Oh, I sorry. want you to try to be. Uh, we're friends and we're not good. We're in the mafia. We try to be nice to each other, but we don't really know how to say anything. So we just can do it through our groans. <laughs> you want to? Do, do we have that music, Benetton? Not that it makes sense, but why not? It makes the bit. But after that, we should do the reverse of the other one, where we got uh, the the mafia guys trying to do Cockney. Uh, in oh, okay, <laughs> okay. I think I know what you mean. No, because then that would make it work. It's hard to do. Hello. Okay. Hello. I, I want a pint of ale. <sighs> and some fish and chips. Some beer. <laughs> ale. <laughs> 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 yeah, fish and chips. I'm talking over here. We're trying <laughs> to make up. We're trying to Mini Cooper. Let's take it that way. I love the guys, but they talk about regular things. I like your Mini Cooper. Oh, thanks. It was uh, 2014. That's nice. Oh, never buy brand new. <laughs> That's what a friend of mine never told no. me. What are you talking about? Don't buy brand new. It looks nice. Everybody knows. Hey, no. why is the ancient Thames silent? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it should be Thames. <laughs> why? What the fuck's the matter with us? Do you think... Turn the music off. 
Do you th- do you think that uh, Garrick? Yes. Do I say Bernard? it wrong? Yeah, Bernard, Bernard looks yeah. at you differently now. Did he I don't see- know, Garrick. Do you look at me different? Do I, do I still seem like uh, some sort of you were grown up? Yeah. yeah um, Put your mic down. Ah! Straighten it. Ah! How Straight is it. Garrick supposed to respond? Do you hear him in the distance? That's what sounds cool about it. Turn his mic up. Just, Garrick, just off the top of your head, what are your 10 or 13 there favorite you, coolest you, things about me? Here, you can be the producer. Talk, talk to him. Ask him a question. Yes, Garrick. No, you ask him a question, then he answers on the microphone. All right. Wait, who's, I'm asking him questions? Yeah. Garrick, um, you're a stand-up comedian. Yes. Um, at what age did you know that you wanted to be a stand-up comedian? Two years old. Two years old. Yeah. Did you tell a lot of jokes around the house and crack up your family? Yes. Yeah? No. Yeah. And where are you? Are you working on the road at all these days? No, no. Has your family seen you do stand-up yet? No, they haven't. Do you want them to? Yeah, that would be great. Really? They've never seen you do stand-up? No. Oh, they'll love you. But how would you say is it going right? Do you feel like you're progressing nicely? Because I, I get to see you once in a while, and I get to see some of your material, and it seems really smart and funny. And, and uh, when I see you on stage, the, the whole audience is, is rooting for you. Are you getting the sense that it's, that do you get the feel that audiences like you? Or what's your response, like, in general? Oh, that was like a serious question. I'm interviewing. I, I went to radio school. Yeah, I know. I can tell. And the way your voice is even sounds extra professional. Thank you. Presenter of comedy. Guess what? You're not going to get any surprises out of my comedy. <laughs> we have to go in for the clothes. All right. I don't know what to do. <sighs> oh, God. There's nothing like getting a treat. You know, you know how a long time ago, let me have that mic. I'll put it over here. You know, a long time ago, Rory Scovel told me whenever you're doing the podcast and you get lost, be lost. And that's what makes it. You can only suck, I think, if he goes, if you're afraid to admit. Can I reminisce about one thing? Remember earlier in the show? You referenced a dog that loved bacon. Were you going to do something oh, special for your niece? Do you remember? What's going on over here? You mean Frosty? Frosty. He's asking about a Red Bull. Oh. Yeah, we'll go check it out. Hold on one second. Let this music breathe while uh, Garrett. Hold on. Go ahead. He's just looking for a Red Bull. I don't think there is any. I may have had the last one, Garrett. Ah, good find. A coffee drink. Isn't that like a treat going over to that refrigerator and come back with a Starbucks double cappuccino? It's like now you're going to get to have that crack it open and all of a sudden delicious chocolateness. And now, what are you, 22? You're old enough to drink a caffeine drink. (laughs) What did you want a memory about? Uh, Frosty, the dog. Were you going to do something special for Frosty? Or was this the whole show, Daddy? No, Frosty, uh, the memories. <laughs> it was Aristotle. They I remember her. <laughs> she, would, she would come into my room and I would pet her. Aristotle? Katie? No, I didn't. <laughs> the, the, Frosty. Ah, uh, yeah. Your niece? My niece is Katie. Katie. <laughs> yeah, my niece came into the room and I pet her. Do you think Katie still listening? Katie. Yes, yeah, she does listen to the show. Really? Yeah, she does. Yeah, she does. You know it. <laughs> All right, listen. Um, it's like when it's like to get a treat. 
uh, set this up, Robbie. This is your grandmother, and you asked her. You told her on your show you sing songs. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> so lately, when we've been doing it, we'll just I, like she she loves old music and stuff. So she used to sing a bunch. Uh, like in the 40s and 50s or whatever. And so she just loved singing all the time. And so I was like, let's sing a song. And I couldn't find a song. And then she just started singing a song by herself. Great. I want to enjoy this so much. But you want to go to the I, bathroom? Yeah. I'm fine with that. Really? To- oh, absolutely. Because you like know I've what? Re- I know what you mean. I'm, I'm right there with you. So, uh, so I, you're right. It's like you can either enjoy it, and, but then your back teeth are floating. I love that expression because it sort of explains it. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. We're going to go to the bathroom. Oh, uh, you got me. <laughs> I said play Dreamy Dream Dream Dream. This is a fun song. Keep it going. What am I hurrying for? Give me your bottle of water. Are you done with it? Yeah, coaster. No, just the coaster. The pot's good. I think your pot is, uh, not that we're smoking it, but just by looking at it. No, like I would hide it. <laughs> This is what I was talking about. This is like someone's getting their maximum bench press with this song going on. Oh, remember your version of this? There was someone, a woman, wearing linen pants. Remember combing her hair? No, the... she was putting lotion on, wearing a sundress, rubbing lotion on her legs. This is how Tom imagines this song. Like, there's a woman in a sundress applying lotion to her legs. And, a ver- and, a, and she's very comfortable. Her... Uh, it's going to be a nice day. It's sunny. Yeah. She's sitting on, like, a, a chair in her bed. Like, maybe her uh, in her bedroom, you know, like, over in the corner. She's sitting on an ottoman. This is the background music. Oh, yeah, this is the music to that scene in a movie. And then her dog, like, comes up with a sandal in, uh, in his teeth and, and drops it at her feet. But he didn't chew it and ruin it. So Katie, I'm sorry that Tom had to bring up uh, Frosty. Frosty. Oh, Too soon. I'm sorry, Katie. <laughs> What's up, though, Katie? That's right, you she she hears you. Katie. I could like use this like if I don't feel like calling her, I could go, Oh Katie, by the way, the end of August is a good time to come out. That to George Carlin is actually the truth. Like she's finding that out. Because I was supposed to call her back. Now it's a test to see if she listened to the whole show. Katie, the end of August is good and you can stay with me for a week, but not the whole month. That's what she asked. I I know it wouldn't work. And I love her. We have fun together, but how old is she? She's uh, probably 24. Yeah. Oh, 24. <laughs> really, guys? I didn't think it was that bad. Well, I don't that bit didn't work. I just wanted to play the cr- <laughs> I just wanted to play the cricket sound, so I ruined our fun. Um, you didn't hurt my feelings. Um, ladies and gentlemen, Grandma singing. <laughs> All right, I'm trying to pull out some songs here, but they're not in my computer right now. Oh. You want to sing? A, I like to end with a song. Okay, what song would you like to hear? I, get, oh, I don't I know. Give a um, I was trying to look through my computer, but a lot of them are off of my computer. They're not there. Let me. Have you ever been lonely? I don't know this song. Uh, What song is this? Have you ever been lonely? Sing it. This is her. To George Clark. Have you ever been lonely? Have you ever been blue? What? Have you ever loved someone just as I love you? 
Can't you see that I'm sorry for each mistake I've made? Excuse me for my voice. Can't you see I've changed, dear? Can't you see I've paid? Be a little forgiving. Take me back to your heart. How can I go on living now that we're apart? If you knew what I've been through, you would know why. I ask you, have you ever been lonely? Have you ever been blue? Amen. Oh, yes. We're going to listen to that one more time. In memory of Maya Angelou. Take it away, Hope. Have you ever been lonely? Have you ever been blue? Have you ever loved someone just as I love you? Can't you see that I'm sorry for each mistake I've made? Excuse me for my voice. Can't you see I've changed, dear? Can't you see I've paid? Be a little forgiving. Take me back to your heart. How can I go on living now that we're apart? If you knew what I've been through, you would know why. I ask you, have you ever been lonely? Have you ever been blue? Amen. Now leaving Nerdist.com. 